from the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for coming. Thank you for taking your time out of your week, your busy schedule to join us here on this Break the Bell podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. We are live. We are definitely live. At least I hope we're live. I say we're definitely live, but I hope we're live. I'm good. We're alive, but yes. let's make sure we're live. <laughs> Looks like we're live. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Well, maybe we're not. It says YouTube is not receiving enough video. Oh, okay, it's a good thing you checked. Uh, that's all right. We will. We're live enough. It'll okay. it'll catch up with us. <laughs> How is everybody doing out there? This is a. Uh, this is going to be a fun week. This is going to be a fun episode because we have the pleasure of having a special guest on today. He is the host of the Rebel with a Cause podcast. He's a fellow lover of liberty. His name is Eric Heiler. Like I said, the host of the the Rebel with a Cause podcast. So um, when you get a when you get time, make sure you check him out. Check out his stuff. Uh, listen to his podcast. Send him some love because um, we're just grateful to have him on our show. Uh, we'll be bringing him in here in just a couple of minutes. I think he's waiting for us in the the waiting room. So uh, give us a few minutes to go through our housekeeping stuff, and then we'll get him in here. And we're going to talk about at least my intention is to talk with him about. How the government doesn't love you. No? No. Not even a little bit? Not even the slightest bit. Huh. So um, I have no idea where that, that conversation is going to go because he is another podcaster, and we all know podcasters really like to t- get their talk on. So this this might go off the rails. It might stay on the rails. Who knows? I am good either way. We are very um, proficient at going off the rails. So, yes. Um, I have a third degree black belt. <laughs> Third degree and going off the rails. That's yes. fantastic. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, um, before we get into that, obviously, we got to mention some mention our sponsors. Uh, this show, once again, is brought to you by our favorite liberty loving, freedom loving coffee. Uh, that is Run Your Mouth Coffee at rymcoffee.com. They understand that the government doesn't love you, yes. just like we understand that the government doesn't love you. And they also promote free speech. And make delicious coffee. And you can't go wrong in those things. No. If First of all, if you have a business that's come to the conclusion, that's gotten far enough in life to realize that the government hates you, um, they're, they're probably pretty good in my book. Yeah, that's my guess. And then if they make delicious coffee and they deliver it straight to your door, um, that's just that's just another yeah. big step. You know, nobody should have to go out for coffee. No, why, why would you want to go out for exactly. coffee? <laughs> Let it come to you. Yes. Um, it's way better than Starbucks. Uh, like I said, it's delivered fresh to your door. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using that promo code, break the bell, and you can get 10% off of your your purchase as well as free shipping. Yeah. And who doesn't like that? So you can't go wrong with it. No. Delicious coffee, free speech, support small businesses that that are willing to promote your free speech and and work towards you having a more personal freedom in your life. Um, go to rymcoffee.com. That that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Go go off the rails with us and drink your run your mouth coffee. Yes. Definitely. Um Another, uh, a new thing that we, we have developed, I mean, we're always trying to develop our show, make it bigger, yeah. make more opportunities, bigger things, better things. 
we now have the opportunity for call-ins, like not just Zoom chats like we had in the past, but you can actually pick up your cell phone, which is probably in your hands already, and dial the number at the bottom of the screen, 712-320-8289, and you will get a hold of us. Very nice. And we don't have any call vetters or anything like that. No. So no. when you get on, you are live with us. Yeah, you can unload whatever you want. Yes, there's always those people you hear on shows that call in. They're like, yeah, I just want to talk to to John. And it's just like, uh, dude, you're talking to me. I don't got a, you know, we don't yeah. have those pr- professional services, no, vetting services. No. We don't want vetting no, services. No, no. Even if we could get somebody to vet, we wouldn't want them. No, we want you to just be able to say what you want to say we we want your raw yes so um we do reserve the right to cut you off if we feel the need to so like we had uh last week there was somebody commenting in the the comment section about nazi propaganda and we ended up blocking that shit because yes we support free speech but we also reserve the right to say no you're a fucking retard yeah (laughs) i can't say that (laughs) you're an idiot um Get off my shit, pretty much. Yeah. So um, don't come on and spew any Nazi propaganda. We don't want to get kicked off here any right. sooner than we are getting ourselves kicked right. off here. And if, and if we're going to do it, we're going to do it ourselves. Yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> come on, say what you want, but don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, once again, that number is 712-320-8289. And I'll let you know when those lines are open. We're going to keep them closed off for a few minutes until... Um, we get some some free time, so there's not people popping in at random times. But in a few minutes, we'll we'll give that opportunity to call in, and I'll let you know when. If I remember, remind me to I, I will give the I'll, opportunity I'll to call in. Um, otherwise, as always, share us all over social media. Smack that like and share button. Just smack it like a redheaded stepchild. <laughs> Don't smack your redheaded stepchild, no, but no. smack. We, we don't indulge the smacking of redheaded stepchild. But smack that button like you would if you were to smack your <laughs> redheaded stepchild. Um, share us all over because again, we're trying to do things bigger and better each week. Every every time we do this, we're we're trying to improve, and so the the best way we can improve is to spread this around to more people. And we feel like this information is worth sharing. Otherwise, we really yeah. want to be doing this. Right. We want to be taking the time to do this if no. we didn't feel that this was worth sharing. We definitely do. So uh, share that all over. Um, if you like what you're hearing, um, spread it around so other people can enjoy it too. So I think that's it. I think so. We good? We're good. All right, we're going to get into this intro video. And we, when we come back, like I said, we will have Eric Heiler of the Rebel with a Cause podcast. And we're just going to see where this thing goes. Yeah, we're going to rift it. Yep. You ready? Let's do it. Let's go. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. You're talking to me. Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right. 
Here we go. As we alluded to, we've got Eric Heiler of the Rebel with a Cause podcast. Did I pronounce that right, Eric? You did. You did. All right, good. Good. Um, I know you, you sent to me how to pronounce it, so I wanted to make sure I got it right. Let me turn this music down. How's it going, Eric? I have uh, I've talked to you a few times through different podcasting, like chat groups and stuff, but I've never actually talked to you in person. I've got my co-host Bill here. I don't know if he's ever talked to you at all. I don't think so. How you doing, Eric? Ah, doing pretty good. Pretty good, man. You can't see Bill, but the people can see Bill. Um, as long as the people can see Bill. Technology. Uh, <laughs> he's the people's Bill now. He is. The, we're going to start calling you always. the people's Bill. <laughs> How's it going, Eric? Um, what? what just, just tell us a little bit about you, about your podcast, because um, I don't know if people have heard of you. I've listened to a few of your episode of your show, episodes of your show. As far as I can tell, you're pretty libertarian. So pretty, pretty fairly pretty, lowercase L libertarian. Okay, capital A anarchist. You know? All right, <laughs> those are my favorite types. So, so I'm glad you yeah. said that. So, um, actually, let me uh, turn this music down and get you up on the screen. I don't have you on the screen. We're not professionals here. We don't claim to be. So, uh, bear with us as we work yeah. through our shit. There you are. Podcasting should be semi-professional. Yes, there should be like an edge of I'm actually doing this in my basement. But um, we, we are literally doing it that. in our basement. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, like I said, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, tell us about your show. Start start wherever you want to start, I guess. Oh, well, uh, it was 1979. It was in the... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're going all the way back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man, where do I begin? I guess right at the very start. Huh? Yes. No, uh, yeah, so I've uh, been a podcaster since 2017. It started with me uh, doing the little rants in my car using the uh, using the iPhone and everything. Very nice. And uh, it's uh, quickly grew uh, to me like trying to get my buddies on first, and then uh, I've like gone around uh, tw Twitter and Facebook and is like asking people to come on and everything. And uh, I, I just really like having those uh, conversational episodes, and occasionally we'll work in a liberty topic or two. And just kind of go from there. So it's a little more conversational. I don't really have an outline or anything that I work off of. Yeah, your your so. show is described as interesting conversations with people in and around the liberty movement. That's right. That 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 seems to cover it pretty well. Hmm. Yeah, it's like so. vague but very descriptive at the same time. Well, I I think <laughs> there's some benefit to being kind of vague in your description and your your podcast title because then people aren't coming on expecting something. Are you around a train? <laughs> yes, my uh, house is literally 100 yards from a train track. Okay. It looks nice. like the uh, the 7.30 is a bit early. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've always wondered what that would be like, living next to a train track, come that through. I mean, is it like on edge or are you just used to it? You're just like, yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit outside of Baton Rouge, so I don't really get the trains all that often. There's like one in the morning and then one in the evening, <laughs> and there might be one or two like during the afternoons on the weekends. Okay, okay. But it's normally not too bad. Uh, you can definitely tell which train engineers are a little more, uh, you know, high speed and low drag on their jobs because they will lay on that horn the entire <laughs> length of the train. Get out of the tell, way. Yeah, and then you can tell, like, the old veterans who, like, only got maybe a couple of weeks left on the job. They'll give, like, a couple of quick toots and then get across the street. So. <laughs> hey, I, I honk my horn. If you didn't hear it, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, if you can't see that this train is, like, a half mile long carrying a whole bunch of chemicals, I don't know what to tell you. That's <laughs> <laughs> just uh, natural selection at its finest, I guess. Um, but, yeah. but like I was saying, there there's a little... Uh, 
it's not a bad thing to be vague in your description of your podcast because then people like I think there are some that are like the titles, I think, especially in lib- libertarian podcasts, the title might scare away the normies, I guess you could say, just like yeah. um, only libertarians dot com or something, you know, something right. very like specific and in, like, yeah, people have their own negative connotations towards the libertarian right. movement already or even just the word liberty has has taken on its own um form of negativity just like how the word patriot has become like a very negative <laughs> yeah. you're you're a maga trump supporting right. racist fascist or whatever just if you consider yourself a patriot so and i'm not saying i I'm claiming to be a patriot i'm just yeah. saying that words have different meanings now so right I guess Re- yeah. Rebel with the Cause is a pretty vague name, and I kind of yeah. feel ours was kind of that way too. Yeah, Just, I, I didn't want to scare anybody away, and I, we don't even we're we're kind of in the same boat as you. We're very like at least me. I'm very like no, I'm very, lowercase libertarian. Yeah. I'm not like LP by any stretch. And yeah. well, good that that stuff will rot your brain anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I've tried to follow some of the um, yeah. Twitter pages and like the Twitter feeds and stuff like that, and I'm just like. I I don't want anything yeah, to do with I this. Try to stay away from all political dogma. Yes. So. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. keep going. Well, yeah, and uh, like the uh, I was a capital L libertarian up until 2018. I was the uh, the elections chair for the Louisiana Libertarian Party oh, okay. for a couple of years, and uh, yeah, just kind of seeing how the uh, the sausage was made, so to speak. Uh, well, I went to the uh, 2018 convention down here that was in New Orleans, which is only like 45 minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. And seeing how everybody t- uh, treated Josh Smith, uh, a little bit of the conversations going on on the side, saying that uh, they're going to get Bill Weld out there, and then seeing Bill Weld in a tuxedo with tails and brown loafers on, I was like, I, I need to get away from this place. That's the line. I, I can't stay. <laughs> that was it right there. You're just like, nope, yeah. nope. I, I have my limits, and that was the limit. Right there. Brown fucking loafers. That, that was what did it. <laughs> oh man, so so what was your experience working with um the LP? Um I mean like yeah, was there I mean, you, was there positives? Probably, yeah, there's a whole bunch of positives. I mean, I made a whole bunch of friends. There's like a friend of mine that I went to high school with. He's like one of the uh the parish uh chairs. And you know, down here in Louisiana, we got parishes, we ain't got right, counties. Right. So. right. Yeah, so he was one of the parish chairs, and uh, we kind of found each other again after you know a little bit of an absence from high school and everything else. So, okay. yeah, there there's some positives. There's some pr- pretty good people doing some work in there, uh, and then you've got real just pieces of work uh, to to put it nicely, because you know Louisiana we had the special problem of uh, Daniel Hayes mm-hmm. and uh, being a Nick Sarwark uh, butt shark basically, and uh, <laughs> right. you know that that had its own little set of problems and everything else, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like the Robert's rules of order, when we're doing meetings, it's not how humans talk and we don't really have that large of a group anyways to be using it. So it always just kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, can we just talk about this without filing a motion? You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I've never really been into the LP stuff and the, the stuff I've gotten into, I've watched some of the debates and stuff and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, dude, this is like, I mean, it's. I'm very anti-political or apolitical, I guess. I don't even know. And so when I found out that, hey, um, there's actually a party that, like, believes some of the shit that I actually believe. Um, so I'm going to look into this. And then you start watching some of that stuff, and it's just like, oh, this is <laughs> – no, no, this is too political, too. When when yeah. um, 
you get what's his name Nick Nick Sarwark is that his name yeah the the former chair yeah well, I I saw him or former former chair I should say <laughs> I saw him up in a, a thing talking about um you know it, it's it, what what's better to like bring in the votes or bring in a person that like fully 100% supports liberty and stuff like that and it's just like um I would prefer the guy that actually stands for what he's saying, not some right. like watered down version just to bring in votes. Yes, obviously you need the votes to get a libertarian candidate as the president, but if that comes at the risk of watering down the actual mm-hmm. um, the actual message of libertarianism, then what's what's right. even the point? Yeah, yeah, and, and there was the problem with that already. Uh, Twenty sixteen. Uh, you know, we had Gary Johnson as the candidate, and he wasn't mm-hmm. really impressing anybody up there. So we would get a bunch of uh, disaffected Republicans who hated Donald Trump mm-hmm. and just wanted to smoke weed on the weekends. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just for themselves, not not for colored folks. Oh, of course and, not. Uh... Yeah. And then sometimes we get, like, goofy Democrats who are all on board for justice reform and ending the wars and everything, but then would want to actually turn the government's money machine around on social programs. And you're like... No, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're still it's, missing it's the point that. here. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, right. it, it seems like, and and you actually hear people say this that all libertarians are are Republicans that want to smoke weed, and it's like, well, that that, I mean, that kind of turns into yeah. That there's a little get, bit of truth to that, but not completely. No, no, it's right. not. I mean, if if you really think about it, it's not at all. But that's the whole like washed out washed out mentality of it that I'm talking about. It's just like, it, no. You're you're missing the whole point here. All mm-hmm. of them suck between Democrats and Republicans. They all freaking suck. Yeah. They all freaking hate you. Um, they just want to. They want your money and they want your votes so they can right. write whatever spending bills yeah. that that actually bring money into their pockets through their constituents or lobbyists or whoever. Yeah. None of them have anything. Want anything to do with you? Right. So how I guess um, how did you get into the Liberty Movement? Uh, well. Uh, after leaving the military, uh, after they had, uh, basically said that, uh, you know, at some point we're going to be taking Americans, uh, prisoner, uh, cause I was in infantry in 1998, 1998, and we we're, uh, training to take prisoners. And oh, wow. uh, drill sergeant thought it would be really hilarious. He said, uh, let's throw a monkey wrench in here. I want you guys to stand up and say, I'm an American and I have rights, which, you know, shot my hand up. He's like, Joe Sergeant, when are we ever going to be capturing Americans? And he was like, remember that shit in L.A. a few years ago, referring to the L.A. riots after uh, yeah. Rodney King and right. uh, O.J. Simpson? I was like, yes, Drill Sergeant. And he goes, yeah, one day they'll beg for us to be there. What mm. the I was like, oh, fuck? okay. And he wasn't joking. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like he wasn't saying it just to be cheeky or anything. He was completely serious. Mm. And so, that, 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 was a red, <clears throat> that was a red flag for you, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty big red flag because you know, I had always grown up with a little bit of distrust towards the government. Mm-hmm. And my thinking was, OK, I'm going to make them pay for my training and then uh, then get out and then use it against them type of stuff. So, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was that type of thing. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't need to be involved with this at all. No. So what was the motivation for going into the military for you? Well, like everybody that lives in a small town out in the country, you know, daddy did it, uh, mm-hmm. grandpappy did it, and uh, mm-hmm. there's a recruiter, and they get like an inch thick binder on how to lie to people. <laughs> and so they, they'll give you all of the, it was like, oh, yeah, 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 you'll be going to this country and this country, and look, you know, infantry, I mean, we're not doing anything right, right. now. You'll jump out of some planes, you'll shoot yeah. some guns, you can get a really might blow some car. shit up a little bit along the way, but, <laughs> yes. you know, it'll be great. Right. Yeah. 
So um, at some point, so you got out of the military, yeah, and then, then you went towards libertarianism, or did you find it? Did somebody introduce it to you, or was it just through your thought process you kind of stumbled into this? Yeah, it's kind of my thought process. So I kind of stumbled into it. I went kind of like the roundabout way because, uh, you know, 99, 2000, George Bush is running on libertarian talking points. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, we're not going to go around nation building and we're not going to be uh, trying to get into any more wars and everything. And I was like, OK, well, maybe his son is not as much of a criminal as his daddy is. So now he's just then, a course, surprise. September, <laughs> yeah. Then September the 11th happened and all that shit went right out the window as soon as possible. Yeah. And. You just immediately lost it from there, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. So then fast forward to 2017, you decided at some point there's not enough libertarian podcasts out there, so I yeah, should start my own. completely not enough of them. you got to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I had been wanting to start a show, and uh, with some of the libertarian friends that I had around here, we recorded one episode, and I kind of got bit by the bug at that point. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, when's it going to release? And I was like, well, we're going to do some audio editing and we'll have to fact check, make sure our stuff is right. People and do it just that? seemed like it was taking, yeah, it was just big. It seemed like it was taking forever to get it out there. So I was like, well, screw this. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's when I just pick up the phone and I was uh, part time driving for Uber. And so in between calls, I would just, you know, record like a quick snippet. And then uh, at the end of the night, just put it all together and get it ready for uh, for an episode. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I mean, you started fresh from scratch, like literally with nothing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have the mics, nothing. It was just the uh, the little headset that came with the phone and and the phone itself in a car, which actually has really good acoustics. Yeah, you know, so you don't really get too much background noise or anything else. So until the train drives by. <laughs> yeah, until the train drives by. Yeah. Um, I'm. We do have the op- opportunity for people to call in if they want, so I'm going to nice. open that up, and people can ask questions if they want. That phone number is 712-320-8289. Let me get that opened up. We just got that capability this week, so this is brand new. we'll see how it All goes. Right. Yeah, Testing out new features. Yes, yes. exactly. So, and, we'll, and we'll just hope that Dark Tom Woods is not hanging out on the line to disconnect <laughs> it. <so. laughs> there you go. More more likely, we'll just get spam calls. Yeah. When I first signed up for the Skype number, it was just like getting blown up with spam calls for like three days oh, straight. Yeah. I was like, this is not going to work at all. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended <laughs> yeah, warranty. Exactly. Like, great. I've, I've been waiting for a car <laughs> warranty. That's, that's perfect. So... Um, I kind of talked to you about this to preface what I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, I'm on this whole kind of thought process that the government doesn't love you. And this, I mean, this isn't a, a new process, shocker. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a, with e- everything that's going on in the world right now and all all the politicians, the, the administration and everybody standing up and saying, oh, the, the Republicans hate you because they want to get rid of the social programs or the Republicans saying the Democrats hate you because they want to expand debt and make you guys pay out the ass. And in reality, in my opinion, they all hate you. They right. none of them have your <laughs> your best interest at hand. So, right. I'm pretty sure listening to some of your your episodes, I'm pretty sure you're kind of on the same. You're on board with that. Yeah. Here lately, I've been uh almost like shouting and screaming at people. It's like the the government and the media that covers up their lies and their crimes mm-hmm. are your enemies. You need to start treating them like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's a hundred percent accurate. And it's not even like just CNN or MSNBC. It's Fox news. It's Breitbart. It's, Oh yeah. Both it's, sides. It's all of them. And on both sides, any mainstream media, I mean, you got these crises going on right now where like, it seems like the entire economy is on the verge of collapse. 
And for like the first two weeks, nobody was talking about like the shipping. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been like six months. The whole shipping crisis oh, yeah. has been going on. But yeah, we we talked about it. I think three weeks ago, and we pulled up about like the bottleneck of the shipping and how this is going to tank our economy. And we pulled up both like all the big news channels like CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC. Nobody's talking oh, about yeah. it. Yeah, I no. actually read off like the, the top 10 high headlines for each channel, yeah, and, and nothing in there was about shipping lines or anything. Obviously, MSNBC yeah. was talking about how Trump is still a threat in America, right. and Fox <laughs> News was talking about... They, the, ju- they just can't seem to let him go. I know. Just, I know. Well, yeah. well, when that has been their moneymaker for the last four years, mm-hmm. I mean... It's the only cash- reason why they had any kind of ratings at all. Yeah. Oh, we're getting a phone call. Uh-huh. Nice. And it disappeared. Oh, that was oh. a letdown. All right. They it, heard my joke about the extended warranty, and, <laughs> and, and they said, oh, my God, they're time. on to us. It's time. <laughs> if you called in, call back, and I'll, I'll let you into this, because for some reason it cut you off really quick or you hung up. So whoever you were, call back. <laughs> um, anyway, lost my train of thought there. Shipping lines, not in the headlines. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Fox News was all about. See, this is why I need a co-host. Exactly. Keep track. Exactly. That stuff. It's like, uh, Bill, keep me on track here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be making all of the train puns tonight, folks. Yes. So. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. No pun intended. La- last night I was talking about the en- energy crisis, and I was like, and to add fuel to the fire, I was like, shit, that was a horrible pun. <laughs> so, um, like I said, the the left has this impression that the government needs to c- take care of you. And the right... right has this thing that the left is just want, wants to mandate everything. So the right's response to the left mandating everything is to mandate that the that nobody can mandate. And it's just like, w- yeah. wait a second. Um, so like you see in, for example, like in Texas, I think it was, where um, the governor came out and mandated that there would be no mask mandates. And it's like, aren't you doing the same thing by mm-hmm. by mandating no mandates? And so when you get both sides like yelling back and forth, like like let's start with the left. The government needs to take care of you. What are your thoughts on that? No, absolutely not. I'm in charge of myself. <laughs> but but what about um all these social programs? Like what about uh the child tax credits. That's one of the things that Joe Biden likes to get up and tout. He's like yeah. whenever anybody like pushes back, he 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 reverses course he's like well you know the the $3,500 tax credit you guys like that right and everybody stands up and woos and everything and the government taking care of you I mean they we need them to do that yeah of course we need them to give us back the dollars that they stole from us in the first place right that's it that's one of the funny things to me and I've asked this the whole time I'm just like why don't they just leave the $3,500 in our account right yeah isn't it that be the same thing yeah, it's like okay, well, you know, you've got a parent, uh, you're a parent of a couple of kids, you're running a failing business. All right, how about we just don't take that money? Yeah, right. You know, that that would actually do loads better for the economy than it's like okay, right. it's time for you to guess to see if you got the same number that we got at the end of the year, and if you don't, you're going to jail. Yes, yes, yeah. we yeah. we will lock you up for not giving us the proper amount of money that we require you to give us, and then us giving back. If we give you back too much, that's on you too, and then you go to jail as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> I actually had a college that um, I I got a government Pell grant, which is the government handout, I guess you could say, but. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. But um, 
It was advance on future earnings for yeah, you. Exactly. That's what it was. <laughs> so the college was responsible for dispersing whatever was left over from paying for the schooling, um, whatever was left over to go to like housing expenses and stuff like that. So they dispersed right. X amount of money in my account. And then like six months later, they come back and they're like, oh, we dispersed too much. You owe us $2,000. And it's like, uh, excuse not me? Not my problem. It, well, it's not, but it's been a year since I got out of college, and mm -hmm. they won't give me my diploma because I owe them $2,000 that they gave to me first. And that's that's kind of like how the government is, yeah. except instead of holding your diploma from you, they throw you in fucking jail. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what they don't tell you about the, you know, the, ta the tax credit is they got to balance out all the new taxes they're going to put on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they're hoping that that kind of like evens out for you. Right. It's like this, the mileage tax they're talking about, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. So what, what, what's your stance on this child tax credit uh, that supposedly pulled like 50% of people out of poverty or something like that, whatever Joe Biden's <laughs> saying right yeah. now. Yeah. That's a, to say that you've pulled 50% of people out of poverty when, what is it? Like close to 50% of the people don't even pay their taxes. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> What numbers are we talking about here? And of course, it's a person in the government, so lies, obviously. Mm, right. So, yeah, there's no amount of government just getting itself involved in my, uh, for my CPA's job, you know, trying to find out what I've spent money on, mm -hmm. what I've earned versus what I've lost, and then coming up with a number to say, okay, well, you owe us this much, or hey, guess what? We took too much. And so now you're going to get a little bit of it back. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so. How about social programs? So, because everybody talks about, like, uh, especially on the, the far left, the borderline commies, um, they talk about how um, yeah, people like us are, are selfish because we don't support these social programs that, like, um, help homeless people or help single moms, and they always throw out all these sob stories, or, or social security. Okay, here's the, here's the phone call. I got to get this. <laughs> Hello, you're on the Break the Bell podcast. What the hell? <laughs> I answered and it kicked him off. We're over Told you. Two. Over Dark two. Tom Woods. All right. Now, I know who this is. It's just not allowing me to take his call. This is Justin. You know Justin. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah, yeah. called in our show a couple times. Justin, I'm sorry. We're, we're really trying to get you in here, and it is not allowing. I even tested this like five or six times, and it worked for me, but yep. it's not working for you. So the government hates you. <laughs> yes. They hate you. They want you dead. And they'll laugh over your dying corpse. So. <laughs> right. So social programs, social security, yeah. homeless or like unemployment benefits, all, all that fun shit. T right. Talk about that. So this is the way that I attack it for my uh, lefty progressive friends when they start talking about the homeless and the thirsty and the hungry and the shirtless and all this. And I was like, look, uh, helping out poor people is uh, so important and so necessary in, in our society that I think government should be kept far, far away from it. Yeah. Yes. And this this makes them blow a fucking gasket. Mm -mm. It is fun to watch their face get red, and they know I'm right, and they <laughs> they yes, just like, yeah. he, I can't believe he used his, the our language against me. Yes. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. Like, what what thing do you know, what agency do you know that is run efficiently by the government? Like, Oh, there's absolutely none. Not not a single yeah. damn thing. I mean, yeah. we always use the DOT, for example. Go look at the DOT if you want to see the efficiency of the government. Right. Go go try to pay the government the taxes on the vehicle that you purchased and paid income tax on. 
that money and then go pay the taxes to actually drive your vehicle. Go stand in that line and tell me how efficient the government is actually ran. Mm -hmm. And then come back and say, hey, these guys, these people should be responsible for feeding the starving people in our country. Yeah, go to the DMV and say these are the type of people I want working at my health at my healthcare facility. Yeah. And that's exactly it's that is the type of people and those that shitty attitude like well what what the hell are you going to do about it? You always get that it's just like hey um this is wrong and you always get that person that's just like basically like on a power trip even though mm-hmm. they're probably making barely over minimum wage and they're just like Nothing right. I can do. The line's over there. It's like, well, I stood in that line already, yeah. and they sent me to your line. And it's just like, eh, nothing I can do. Just go do it. And yeah. those yeah. are the kinds of people that you want to be giving our yeah. homeless people a break. Uh, uh, and an example <laughs> of that is so I had gotten a notice from the IRS that I needed to submit my, my W-2s or whatever to them. And so I, I – they didn't give me a fax number, phone number, anything to get a hold of them. So I had to Google IRS Iowa. Call the number, go through the numerous men- menus, hitting all the different options, right? And finally get where they're going to let me talk to a representative. Mm-hmm. Sit on hold for about three minutes, and then they come back and be like, Our call volume's so high, we can't help you right now. Call back later. <laughs> and I'm Dear like, Lord. Are you serious? <laughs> good thing you weren't in a crisis of right? some sort. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, my gosh. I mean, we, we've talked about the war on drugs, the war on poverty, and how um, both of those wars have actually, like, increased poverty and increased drug usage. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the government declares a war on, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is, and then you just start getting more of that thing. Like it's almost ter- like right. it's a subsidy or something. Like ter- yeah, like the war on terror. Like the yeah, war we got on- more terrorism. Yeah, yeah, we got more drugs, we got, and we got yeah. more government control on each one of those. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. what it comes down to is just hey, this is another way to squeeze a little more government mm-hmm. control into a bill, yeah. and people will sign off on it because it sounds like it's a war on something that we don't like, yeah. bad drugs or bad. Yeah, poverty. Yeah, or, it's a war on COVID. So you know we got more COVID, and we're <laughs> on uh, climate change, and so that's gonna suck. <laughs> so what about this one? If it wasn't for the government, who would give us our stimulus checks when the economy tanks? Oh, who would provide the stimmies? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, uh, that would be your employer when you work at a job. <laughs> so, but what about when so the jobs shut works. down and lay you off? <laughs> Yeah, if you got uh, jobs that shut down and lay you off, I, I guess it's then kind of your job to go find another job, right? Wow, you're, you are sounding like... Or, or like... find some kind of uh, side hustle that's going to earn you a little bit. Mm. Or maybe even take a job that's way beneath you just to get something in the house rather right. than Make doing mean. nothing. You know. You sound like one of those people that <laughs> other people call a selfish prick. <laughs> yes, by, yes. Because completely. of your views. Because you feel like people should be able to take care of themselves if they have that ability right and kind of back to with the with the war on poverty or or like the social programs and I, I i'm sure you feel the same way it's like if if people have so much like actual passion for taking care of the people that can't take care of themselves why aren't you doing it yourself yeah right like how many of these people yeah. are actually going and donating to um like food shelters or homeless shelters on their yeah. own. No, they just want the government to do it so they can feel good about themselves without actually having to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the last time I looked at the numbers for this, Americans give about $4 billion, with a B, dollars mm-hmm. worth of cash and, you know, donations to private charities every single year. Yeah. That's $4 billion. Yeah. Yep. 
could you imagine what it would be like if there was no income tax? Right. right. Yeah. Like how much does uh, the federal government supposedly spend on social programs that obviously isn't taking care of this problem? Yeah. Right? It's, it's never going to get down to your street where you know there's a family that, you know, maybe the lights are on this month, but they're not going to be on next month. Yeah. Mm. Right. You know, they're, they're that poor. Right. So back to stimulus checks, I guess. Um, I, I, I see your... Like, we, we see eye to eye with this whole um, government shutdown, I'm sure, that yeah. if it wasn't for the government shutdown, there would be no need for the stimulus checks. Yes. And right. the government shutdown falls, once again, on that government that loves you. Yeah. And we yes. we talked a, a couple weeks ago saying, clearly, the shutdown was 100% political because, you know, Trump was in office, the right. economy yeah. was doing wonders, according to him. And so they shut down the economy and it tanks. Obviously, it tanks if you shut it off. Right. But yeah. if it was because, hey, we got to shut this all off because of safety reasons and all this shit, why didn't they shut it down this year when supposedly the Delta variant was like 10 times worse than the variant last year? Yeah. Right. They didn't shut down shit this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like anything else. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, mm-hmm. You can apply science to it. You can show your little charts with the facts and the figures and the statistics and everything. And still, it's, you know, it's clown world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all this has turned into. And yeah. like anytime any one of them gets up and talks and tries to explain this stuff, it's just like they're, it, they they gen sacky it and just talk in circles around <laughs> right. it and circle right. back to it. And you get to the end and the major- the vast majority of the people are always like clearly they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then <laughs> there's the small minority of us that are like, the fuck did you just say like what what did like what did you really say in that because you just said a lot of words that you expected a a lot of word salad coming out of that stupid redhead face of hers Mm -mm. and as a redhead we we don't we don't claim her (laughs) oh Oh, she's the redheaded stepchild we're supposed to slap so uh justin uh commented and says it sends me to an automated message saying you're busy I saw that, and I'm sorry, Justin. I tried really hard. If you want to try again, go for it, and um, um, we'll try one more time. Otherwise, um, thanks for trying. We'll we'll try to get our shit together for next week. Um, again, this new new all new technology to us. I mean, it, yeah. and it's Skype, so it's actually old technology that probably hasn't caught up with the rest of the world anyway. So, um, but you got people. You got Joe Biden, whose whole campaign for his presidency was. He's it's a presidency for all Americans. It, looking on his current Ugh. his current administration, do you think that Gag. do you think that's true? Uh if he's referring to corporations as Americans, then probably. But this is small town Joe. This is Joe from Scranton. He's all about the middle class and uh, oh, sure bottom up yeah. economy and all that shit. <laughs> You say yeah, he, Delaware, who has like very little corporate tax, so they're like kind of a haven, and you know a lot of credit card companies are based there. Yeah, uh, no, no thanks. <laughs> so um, currently, I don't know if you're aware of this. We got a worker shortage crisis. We yes. got a supply line crisis. We got an impending energy crisis. Inflation is shooting through the fucking roof. And you got Joe Biden on Twitter saying things like this. Since I took office, the economy has created nearly 5 million jobs and unemployment is at its lowest it's been since the beginning of the pandemic. 
let's pass the bipartisan infrastructure deal and my build back better agenda to keep this progress mm. going are you yeah. are you seeing the same progress that he's talking about well if jobs did you know get up then these were people who are coming back to work after trump made them go home for right. a few months yeah yeah no they're creating jobs creating five million yeah. jobs like with yeah. out of magic the government creates jobs you know yeah no they actually don't unless they create some kind of federal job and then you're just hiring government employees yeah and that's a net negative for the economy so yeah this one says it's never a good bet to bet against american people it's time for us to invest in ourselves to show the world that american democracy works and that given half a chance there's nothing we can't achieve if we work together oh yes there's that we business again yeah yeah talking like well first of all he talks like we're all in this together i yeah. mean they've been saying it forever but then nothing his administration puts out like publicly even mentions any of these crises that are happening none of them talk about the supply line crisis yeah. the energy crisis because they're living in their own fucking world thinking that this i mean everything's going great he's i mean he got 80 million plus voters this never happened before in history so i mean his his whole presidency is fantastic exactly voters yeah right voters Heavy air quotes absolutely so from that standpoint do you think do you think this administration or the government in general has it is has any connection to the real people at all yeah i would and this even goes back uh, several presidents ago. They're just—they're never going to be in touch with with everybody out there. Uh, it's like the uh, the economic calculation problem uh, that the uh, Misesian economics crowd likes to talk about. You can't account for every single little variable mm -hmm. that's going on out there, and because you can't do that, you can't come up with a math solution to fix the problem. But, and because government was usually at the cause of all of these things, that they think that they are the ones that can fix it, when if they would just do nothing, would probably be better. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's kind of like the debt ceiling, which I wanted to get into at some point. The debt ceiling, hey, we've got this exorbitant amount of debt. We have to raise the debt ceiling because if we bump into that debt ceiling, there's going to be this economic crisis. Does that sound right. like the solution to a massive debt problem? Well, you know, when you're sitting at home and you're balancing your, your own personal budget for what you're going to do this month as far as, like, rent and food and gas for your vehicles to get you to and from work and everything, uh, you ever just look over at your wife and say, Honey, I think I'm going to open up a brand new credit card uh, with a $5,000 limit, and we're going to max it out. To pay off our debt. <laughs> to pay off our debt. And if we don't do that, we're going to default on our debt. So yeah. we have to do this, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it, our, our credit rating would go down otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because your credit rating doesn't go down every time you max out another credit card. Not at all. Like, right. I, I, I don't understand that. Like, we, we tried to process that yeah. and make sense of that in an entire episode. I think it was last week. Yeah, I think and so. And we're just like, from, like, none of these people have ever taken any sort of, like, high, basic high school right. finance course. Yeah. Right. Never. For them to come well, out and say, hey, this is how we solve our debt problem. We create more debt. Well, you know, as uh, Salma Hayek once said, if socialists knew anything about economics, they wouldn't be socialists, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Yeah. But, but, I mean, you get people that say, well, debt's really not 
I mean, it's really subjective when it when you actually look at the bigger picture and you see all the things that we're helping through climate fixing climate change, fixing the equity problem, the 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 pay gap, and all this other bullshit. Um, is debt really a subjective issue here? Yeah, especially when you can print endless amounts of money or create like yeah. a two trillion dollar platinum coin. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I love going after the blue checks about when they start talking about, you know, rich people paying their fair share and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, you're just printing the money. Yeah. Why right. do we need to be taxed at all? Yeah. Why don't you just print more? Yeah, they have more? no answer for it, of course. <laughs> of course not. But then then they just <laughs> usually vomit out the mouth and say that you're yeah. a racist or or yeah. a, some fascist or something like that because um, you don't understand. That's I always love the I, I always love the comments like. Before you open your mouth, maybe you should educate yourself on how this shit really works. And it's like, really? Really? Yeah. I need I need to educate myself. You're, yeah, you're talking to people who study economics in their spare time. You, you're, <laughs> we will out-nerd you. Yes. <laughs> and even if we don't, like, we are the vast majority, like I said, that actually look at this and we're like, well, that doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just listening to what the news tells them. But, again, back to Biden and his tweets, his Twitter posts. He's all he does, all because I I go back and check his Twitter account all the time, and all he yeah. does is tout his achievements while the rest of us are just watching this whole thing yeah. go down the toilet. It reminds me of Donald Trump. I mean, they 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 like to talk about how different Joe Biden is from Donald Trump, but you remember Joe Biden or Donald Donald Trump, Trump at least did his own tweets. Yes, well that that too. <laughs> like you can tell these are are not done by Joe Biden, and right. they're all they're like repeated like every two or three days. Like I've seen yeah, these. When I uh, when I reply to a Joe Biden tweet, I always uh, preface it with the uh, uh, to the staffer who has to write this bullshit every <laughs> single day. Quit your fucking job. You will be yes. much happier. Yes. Kill and you. then I go into light into whatever the tweet was about. <laughs> That's fair. But but you remember <laughs> Donald Trump during his like exit speech. How he was all he did was talk about all the great achievements he made and all this was better and that he did this and he did that and then That's because I was the best. Was the best nobody least. that can do it any better. Yes. <laughs> but then Joe Biden came with his executive pen and undid one day later, undid everything that Donald Trump did and it was just like yeah. well, your achievements aren't achievements right. if they can just yeah. be erased yeah. that easily. Just yeah, like what Trump easily, did with yeah. Obama. Yes. So all I mean I mean, obviously, it's a political thing. It's a political move for them to stand up yeah. and say, um, "Hey, this is all we did. This is what we've done. Um, look at look at all these great things happening." But wouldn't it? Don't you think it'd put a little bit more faith in the government if they actually came out and said, "Hey, we're dealing with this shit." Like, because from our standpoint, it doesn't even look like they. Yeah. They're even acknowledging that these, these what we see as crises coming. They're not even acknowledging that they exist. Right. So that's yeah, the they just kind of live in the beltway and mm-hmm. anything outside the beltway that practically doesn't exist. Yeah. I got this article from CNN. You were talking about how the media lies and covers shit up. Um, <laughs> just even if the truth would serve them better, they would still lie to you. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so this one cracked me up. I'm not going to read the whole article. I'm just going to pull up a little bit because it talks about um, how Joe Biden struggling with these. Um, crises that are, are complicating his his first like year of his presidency, and it says an admission by the transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg. Is it Buttigieg? Buttigieg? How do you pronounce that? That's Buttigieg. Buttigieg. That's what I thought. Yes, but I I hear it mispronounced all. He the was time. recently seen breastfeeding his child. 
How was that going for him? <laughs> what? Well, there was there was an apparatus that that looked like breasts that he was using, and this picture went out through the media, and I was like, How did I miss that? Oh no, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mm. That don't it, don't take that picture, much less put it up there. That is what it's come to. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg yes. breastfeeding his baby. <laughs> yes. So oh. admission by transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg. I didn't realize he was the P- transportation secretary. So he yeah. he's been on paternity leave for the last months. few months during this whole yeah. transportation crisis. The transportation right. secretary is gone. He's MIA, but he yeah. has come out to admit that the supply chain backups which are having a corrosive impact on the wider economy, that's an understatement, uh, will linger into the next year and further underscored a tough midterm election environment for Democrats. So, yeah, because that's all they're thinking about is the next yes, election. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I, like, almost threw my phone when I read that. I was just like, because that's what's freaking important yeah, right, right now. Like, yeah. they, they talk about these shipping crises, and the things they bring up are, it's it's hilarious because they're like, Oh, uh, the shipping crisis could um, make it inconvenient at Christmas time. It's like, dude, we're talking about food shortages, and you're talking about Christmas presents and midterm elections, and this is the problem you're having. It goes on to say, uh, when Americans head into stores and see bacon has doubled in price, or when they cannot buy... That did piss me off. (laughs) When they can't buy (laughs) gifts they want heading into the holiday season, Biden and Democrats are likely to get the blame in next month's elections and in 2022. Yeah. That's all they care about. That fuck you, you don't get to eat. Right. (laughs) That's worse. It's worse. You can't find a PlayStation 5. I know. (laughs) Oh my God. No shit. And the Democrats might lose out in the midterms. I mean, it's horrible. Oh, oh no. Yes. Sound the alarm. So when I say the government doesn't love you, I mean the government doesn't love you no. because all yeah. they give a shit about is getting elected again. The only concern they have about these crises is, oh, this might look bad in midterms. I mean, CNN yeah. came out. And, yeah. Like, I was surprised CNN even brought up these things because they don't want to make their Lord and Savior Biden look bad. But then I, I, I saw where they were going with this. They're like, guys, we got to get this under control because... This might be bad for midterms. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if it's that fucking bad, why would you like these people back in the first place? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Common sense. Well, you know, they just keep going out there and voting every two to four years. And, uh, yeah, and they, <laughs> it's it, like they haven't learned yet. Well, so. yeah, and then they see like a D or an R and they just fill in that yeah. bubble. It's not like right. they, they look into these people. They don't yeah. participate in local elections. They don't participate really in state elections. They just go for the president or Congress and it's like D, D. D, uh, uh, we're gonna stick it to those Republicans this time. D, yeah, and that's it. They don't yeah. know what they stand for. It's just, oh, the racist Republicans or on the other side, those communist Democrats, mm-hmm. filling in the bubbles. Yeah, and that's whoever it, it was. Whoever it was last time, let's go for the other guy. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. And Biden's answer to all the crises is, all right, well, if if we if we if we sign in the bill for a build back better, everything will be better. <laughs> that is literally his <laughs> yeah. only yeah. thing he's taught. His only talking point is infrastructure bill, build back better, all, all the yeah. shit. Yeah. And it's just like, guys, the solution to this is spend more money. Yeah. And not a little bit of money. I'm talking trillions. loads, oh, loads yeah. of money. Yeah. Trillions and trillions. Yes. Yeah. You know, numbers that we usually uh, reserve for making astronomical uh, calculations, like <laughs> calculating the distance from one star to oh, another. You know. Oops. Sorry. Sorry, I hit play on something too soon. So, yeah, yeah, we, we sh- showed 
like this this diagram that was each dot was a billion dollars and we showed the six whatever trillion dollars they're wanting to spend on this shit and it was yeah. a lot of fucking dots a lot of yeah. dots and people don't can't process oh and, and they even come out and they say if you really think about it 3.5 trillion dollars isn't that much money uh, it actually cost us zero remember oh, yeah oh, yes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't cost us anything because the corporations are going to pay their fair share. Right. Right. So let's talk about let's talk about Biden some more. I don't know if you've noticed his like agenda to sidestep, like how the Constitution actually works and how legislative process and like the lawmaking process actually works. He goes to the extremes to get around that because he knows it's it, I mean, it's going to be inconvenient if you actually follow the legislative process. It's going to take some right. time. So, for example, like the vac vaccine mandates, how he sidestepped and he's like, I'll just go to Ocean, tell them to mandate it. Right. I mean, how how did we get to this point where instead of trying to uphold the Constitution, we are now attempting as much as we can to sidestep it? Yeah, and uh, there hasn't even been a rule in place, and already companies are out there. Is like, okay, well, you're gonna have to get vexed in order to stay hired at this at this job. It's like nobody's calling his bluff on this. He doesn't even have to sign an executive order, and everybody's out there like, yeah, oh, just, you're, gone, you know, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. Yeah, clicking their heels and Sieg Heiling and uh, moving along as uh, yes. good little Nazis would do. <laughs> right. What is uh, what is Louisiana's uh, um, protocols for COVID? Uh. I think the mask mandate thing uh, was supposed to be up on September 21st. I haven't been wearing masks anywhere I've been going sure. this whole time. Haven't got. Uh, have you got a bunch of shit for it or no? No, the only place that's actually ever given me any shit about it was uh, Whole Foods, where the cops were nearly called on me. Oh wow! And I and I had to point out that the uh, the governor's mask mandate order had a whole section devoted to exemptions and what those exemptions looked like. And the store manager thought it was so important that he actually highlighted it in his copy. Yeah, so and he doesn't like, get it wrong next time. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was like, uh, I was like, no, it's, you know, I'm exempt. I don't, I don't wear this stuff. Yeah. You know, I can't. You know, for whatever reason, that was the only place that ever gave me shit for it. Most of the time, when I walk into a place, they see a guy who's six foot one's got red hair, has got a permanent surly look on his face. They just don't <laughs> mess with me. This guy's probably you know. carrying a gun. <laughs> uh, Probably, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to incriminate you. I don't know what I don't know what the carry laws are there in Louisiana, but yeah, we have uh, concealed carry and open carry. Yeah, we do too. Uh, yeah, open carry. Oh, we is don't have like... open carry. No, there is open carry. Oh, there is. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I don't think. Yeah, there is you're you're not going to see most people doing it. Yeah, though. I was going to say it's not it's not something you see a lot of. I think it's stupid yeah. open carry. To yeah, be honest. I agree with you. Most people think that. Most people think that. Um, I would I do it sometimes if I'm being a little bit provocative, mm. but uh, <laughs> try and stir the pot a little. Yeah, it's well, like uh, it's like yep, I'm carrying it. You know, come yeah, on, do I, something. I, I dare I, you. I just think <laughs> if a shooter comes in, he's going to target an open carrier first before anybody else. Um, well, I mean, we'd have to go over the numbers with that one. Uh, typically, they would go after the people that uh, are going to be least resistant for anything. So that's going to be your little ladies and kids. All so. right. And then you pop a, pop one off right. on him. So that, you can still you can still get the upper hand. Yeah. And then you're not having to deal with clothing and everything else trying to get it out of the way. So. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's there's pros and cons to it. Right. So I I carry. I'm I I'll admit that I carry. Constitutionally, we have constitutional carry here, which means anybody can open carry. It just started what in yeah. February or April or July, something like that. July. July. 
So, but I mean, yeah. I've but got, is it true constitutional carry? Like you can walk into a police station in a courthouse. I don't know about that. No, because they, 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 you're not allowed to take any weapons into those. They have signs up everywhere. Uh, stupid. Oh yeah, so not not technically. Signs so. are subjective <laughs> as long as they don't catch you. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But you got to go through the metal detector. Yes. So back yeah. back to um, them sidestepping the Constitution or sidestepping, making up rules as they go. Um, I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure you've heard this from Jen Psaki. I'm going to pull up this little video clip here of something she said last week that just made me lose my mind so many things this in the last year and a half just make me my mind just melt and i just yeah i want to i want to throw shit and i have to hold back from throwing shit but this one here really took the cake so here let me play this tell me what you think with fancy music to start. Go back to Texas. Um, what is the president's message to businesses in Texas? You mentioned several of them who are based there. Yeah. Um, when it comes to what the federal guidance is now, and now with the state executive order, what would the president say to those companies as they're determining what they should be doing right now for their vaccine mandates? Well, we know uh, that federal law uh, overrides state law. Uh, I would no, note it. that uh, earlier when we put out our guidance uh, on the president's uh, uh, announcement about I don't even have to hear any of the rest of that. No. I don't give a shit about the rest of that. Yeah, it's no law. There's no authority to, to create such a mandate. Uh, the federal law does not trump state law. In uh, fact, quite the reverse. But, but we know that federal laws supersedes state law we know that i mean it's like they yeah, say just, these things we're taking it as a given for the incorporation trap yes <laughs> it, it, they they say the shit because they know most people don't know and so they and most people probably assume that federal law obviously right. is over the state laws right. and the states have to adhere yeah. to the federal but that's not the case i mean the yeah. 10th amendment specifically says right. the power is not delegated to the u.s by the constitution nor prohibited buy it to the states are reserved right. to the states respectively or the one thing they don't ever focus on or to the people yeah so if it's not delegated by the constitution to the federal it falls to the state if it's not delegated to the states through their constitution that's supposed to be on us it's not right. supposed to be on anybody and there's no and and to, to use the ninth amendment to back that up you can't construe a right that's not there mm-hmm. but <laughs> so but as we know as we know, the federal law supersedes the state law. Right. Everybody, yeah, knows we just that. we just know that because we yeah. all have like this third grade cartoon version of the of how government works in our heads. Right. I, I'm pretty sure even School of Rock pro, or Schoolhouse Rock. You remember Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Pretty sure that probably taught this shit. So even third grade constitutional yeah. knowledge should tell you that that yeah modern day third grade common core uh civics right Right. yeah exactly (laughs) do what they tell you yes we're we're to the point where all they have to do is keep saying the same thing over and over again and then they think it's going to be true because like how many times has joe biden tweeted out my uh 3.5 trillion dollar spending bill is going to cost you zero dollars zero they say it over and over and over Mm -hmm. like if you say it it's like a seance if you say it like 10 times poof it's going to come true right right. (laughs) yeah he put out that tweet today and i had to respond underneath it what 
been my preference for telling the staffer to quit their job so they'll be happier. Mm. I was like, uh, I was like, no, corporations pay zero in taxes. It's just another cost of doing business. It's actually the customer that pays it. Right? Yeah, and people don't don't realize that they're yeah. they're like, well, it's because these greedy corporations that just want to bump their bump their profits up it's all about profits and that that's the problem with libertarians is all they care about is profits and and yeah. making money i mean yeah amazing profits kind of lead to uh, future capital expansion and you know mm -hmm. improving the product good or service that we're that we're offering so so weird yeah i that's <laughs> yeah we just go home and we take all those profits and we just stuff it under the mattress and then we just look at it yes right? we just, just stay stare, stare yeah. at it <laughs> or we pump it back into the economy to stimulate the economy right. like they tell us to do with their stimulus right. money. Right. Or expand the economy so that we can hire on more workers. And some of those might be unskilled mm. and brand new to the workforce. It's amazing. I, I, I feel like you're just being selfish. That's what I feel I, like. Totally selfish. Just just looking out for number one. I, are, I mean, do you ever set, have you ever stepped back after listening to some of this bullshit that people throw at you and be like, are we the ones that are wrong? Have you ever come to that point? <laughs> uh, it's like, there's been multiple times it's like, okay, obviously I have to be the insane one because I'm the only one who can see this and everyone else seems to be going along with it. Maybe I need to check my uh, my mental stability. Right. <laughs> I, I've, I've had that same, yeah. that same moment where it's just like, am I wrong here? Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is common sense. Right. Yeah. But, it, but then, of course, the little voice in the back of the head is like, no, they are being fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, then, fine. Then you're like, you're, little voice, you're right. They are fucking stupid. <laughs> what was that? Get on the bell tower? Uh, never mind. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of uh, Jen Psaki's little speech there, Bill? Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, she's she's completely ignorant, and she doesn't know half the shit she's saying. I mean, she's just throwing it out to make Biden look good. I mean, that's always been what she does. I mean... She, I guarantee you, she has never read the Constitution. I was just going to say, do you think she's ever once read through the Constitution? No, no, never. I mean, do you think, I mean, we had to, I know in my school, we had to take a Constitution test in like yeah, eighth grade. Right. To pass eighth grade, you had yeah. to like learn the Constitution, memorize yeah. it, all the amendments and stuff, and you yeah. had to take take a test. We even had to memorize yeah. the preamble by word and write it out verbatim. Oh, yeah. And I feel like they should have to to work in the government and uphold the constitution they should have to take some kind of yeah. litency test on like constitutional literacy yeah yeah i mean my daughter is homeschooled i'm teaching her the constitution right now she's in fifth grade and jen's like don't you think that's a little buffer i'm like no she needs to know this mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i've heard recently there was a guest on your show that was talking about how the constitution is not really a binding contract and i um I don't want to get yeah. chewed much down another rabbit trail, but I was curious on your take on that. Or I, I didn't hear the whole episode. I, I was on a job site. so um. Yeah, you might have been uh, referring to uh, Legal Man. Yes. Uh, yep. he, yeah, he's he's been a lawyer for over 30 years. So yeah, pretty much he's seen it and done it in the legal system. Uh, but what he was quoting there was Lysander Spooner and the Constitution of No Authority. It was a little pamphlet that he wrote in the 1852, I think. But... Uh, the big quote that comes from that is the the constitution has either authorized the government that we have or it's been powerless to stop it in either case it's unfit to exist mm. so but the constitution itself and in in the, in the pamphlet he kind of lays out that this is just a contract that these people signed and it died when the members of that contract died mm -hmm. so, so so what's your opinion of all that 
Uh, I'm I'm of the agreement that yeah, if it's if it hasn't stopped it, it's powerless. It's powerless to do so, and we we just can't abide by it any longer. It's the, you know, we have a government uh, where one city is in charge of 350 million people, and it's just unattainable. There's you know, no representation at all. When you've got one congressman has to serve, you know, 780,000 people, there's just no way to, to, to coalesce uh, groups of people who fought a war to stay apart from each other. Mm -hmm. And now you're, you know, being forced to be together. So yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the constitution doesn't really mean anything. Uh, They just kind of do what they want anyways. And the only time that they actually follow it is, you know, whenever it serves them. So right. you'll always see the Democrats will start referring to the Constitution and everything when Republicans are out of control and vice versa. And then the Republicans do the same shit on, on the Democrat side. So. so are you of the mindset that some of these are, are God-given rights, as they call them, like the Bill of Rights, like, um, the, like the right to bear arms or free speech and stuff? Do you feel like these didn't come from the Constitution? These are just things that we should have yeah yeah governments don't grant rights i mean you have the rights because you were born a human being okay so Uh, so the bill of rights it just basically codified and that's the actually should be the uh the bill of shall nots because it's telling what the government cannot do to you right but everyone seems to forget that right so so whether or not the constitution is legally binding you feel like a lot of the shit in the constitution is things that we should be afforded just because it is it's our human individual right not because the government said hey you have this right to do so Mm -hmm. because i'm sure you getting up and saying to the majority of americans i guess that hey the constitution is not legally binding um i'm sure you're going to get a lot of pushback like so you're (laughs) saying i don't have the right to free speech and that that's not at all what you're saying at all right 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 and that's a the start of a multi-hour conversation with a friend over drinks and a whole bunch of uh, other conversations to lead up after that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then you know i would have to hand them you know the the lysander spooner books and everything else just so they can catch up to what I'm talking about. And of course, I would never broach it that way with a normie or a status mm-hmm. muggle, as uh, Stephen Kinsella likes to call him. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of have to kind of ease them into it a little bit. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, just don't beat them up uh, about the face and neck with the, with the Lysander <laughs> Spooner quotes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you lose people really quick if you if you preface your conversation with, hey, the Constitution's not even legally binding. They're like, yeah. oh, okay, we're done. It totally <laughs> sucks. It should be burned. You know, then I was like, what? Wait a second. This guy is anti-American. So, oh yeah, yeah, I've been called that before too. So. Uh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's yeah. a, you get all of it. So, yeah. Have you ever heard anything about that? Like, no, this is the first time I've heard that. Now, what do you think of that statement? Because that that when when I heard that conversation with with your guest there, I was just like, whoa, wait yeah. a second. I got to rethink some stuff here. Yeah. No, I I I agree with you that um, yeah, it's it's. You know, probably not legally binding. Um, that it doesn't really stop anything, but I think it it's there because the the founding fathers knew that the government's going to try to pull one over on people. You know, they're going to try to say, well, yeah. you don't really get to do that, and you know, you may be a human being and born with these rights, but you know, you kind of need us to help you with that because you but, don't really know what's best for you. But it has this, the Constitution stopped them from doing that anyway. No, no, it hasn't. <laughs> but but if people actually knew like everything that they could do. It may give them a chance to actually, you know, group up. But the, again, we're so divided; it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. So, right, and that's that's the part of the whole plan is keep us divided. Right. No. Keep us Republican and Democrat, and you yeah. know, everybody goes back and forth, and nobody agrees on anything. 
Yeah, so if you listen to the uh, the cons- uh, the conservative uh, talk show radio hosts, like you know Mark Levin and Sean Hannity and everything, mm-hmm. I mean they'll wrap everything up in this uh, you know policy wonkism. You know, it's mm. it like well we're just going to argue policy, but we're actually not going to you know challenge somebody on where is the right for you to give me that man that mask the mask mandate or vaccine mandate you don't have any right to do this that you can't derive power out of nothing mm-hmm. just to say well we signed an executive order right right no but but they seem to think that i mean they 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 straight up say it as you know yeah, as you know as you know i mean right. if you start anything with as you know yeah. it's obviously going to going to be a true statement that yeah. we all should know that the federal policies supersede state law. Right, right. As yeah. you know. I mean, if you, if you started out with that, you could pretty much convince anybody, like the vast majority of us <laughs> who oh, yeah. don't know how to think for themselves. If you started with, well, as you know, and then they start up and they're like, well, yeah, I, I, I guess I did know that. Yeah. And <laughs> um, they just like brainwash you and convince yeah. you that. Hey, what I'm saying is a true statement. I, I, I guarantee you, 90% of the people out there, maybe 95, would be like, "Yeah, yeah, federal does trump." Yeah, state. that makes sense. I mean, yeah. federals up here, states right. here, yeah. then local. Yeah. So we. And if it doesn't, it should. Is what the way they go. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in our best interest. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. They, they would know. Yeah. Don't best. get me started on that word "should" and "ought." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those have big, big things there. Hey, we are uh, due for a break. Um, we usually take a three or four minute break to. Um, refresh our drinks and stuff and give people a chance to maybe process what we've been talking about. So um, we're going to get into that break. Um, I assume you have more time to talk to us after that break. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. So uh, give us three or four minutes. We're going to go take a break. Um, be back here with this conversation with Eric as we we talk about why the government doesn't love you. We're giving very specific examples of the government not loving you. And if by now you haven't figured that out, you're listening to the wrong show in the first place. Um, right. You should. I don't even know how you got this far, but um, <laughs> come back for more because I, I got more questions for you, more more examples here. I guess we could pick through, and you can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. So um, give us three or four minutes, and we'll be right back. So we'll see you in just a minute, Eric. Alrighty. All right, bye. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. 
Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. All right, we are back. Once again, we are joined this week by Eric Heiler of the Rebel with a Cause podcast, fellow liberty lover, government hater, and all all those fun things. So um, I'm going to get rid of this music, and I'm just going to get Eric back in here. Eric, are you still there? Still here. Awesome. Awesome. So... What were we talking about when we left? We were talking about... Oh, we just got done talking about the Constitution, Constitution. as a non-legally binding contract. Again, we don't think that all the things in the Constitution don't aren't things that you should be given as a right. But it, yeah. it's that the government who, as we've said so many times on this episode, the government that doesn't love you is not the one that's responsible for making sure that... These rights are yours. Those are just rights that are supposed to be yours. You're mm-hmm. supposed to be right. able to speak up when you want to and say whatever the hell you want to and not have to worry about the government barging in on your business yeah. or your home or, or shacking up in your home for no reason. I mean, these are things that we should just have. I mean, that's why right. we fought a war a couple hundred years ago for those those things. Yeah. And so... Well, and the, I mean, the premise of it being a social contract, you know, kind of based on John Locke's philosophy of, mm-hmm. of you know, being able to cast off, you know, whatever authority isn't doing you any good. Again, it's hard to do that when people are arguing over stupid shit like, right. you know, gun rights or abortion or whatever. stuff. You know, they're at each other's throats. So yeah. they're not paying attention to the, the big bad. Yeah. So I'm kind of want to switch courses a little bit. Um, what is your opinion, I guess, on collectivism? Eric, <laughs> uh, it's it's really just the stupidest thing that you can ever do. Uh, number one, <laughs> it, you know, collectivism doesn't even really work in like a family setting because right. I could say, okay, we're going to go outside and we're going to do yard work today, and my kids might have another idea of what yard work actually is. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, we're going to stand out there and like pick up a stick and watch you. Hey, work. that's my kids. That's my kids' yeah. view of I yard work. Mine too. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's it. It's kind of like one of those uh, things where it just kind of means something to everyone. Uh, just a little bit different. But, yeah, I just I don't buy into collectivism. We're not society. Uh, you know, the there's a bunch of uh, takedowns on the social contract theories as, as they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, even when we're arguing, you know, what we think is a crime, if there's no victim involved, there can't be a crime. And I've actually had somebody tell me it was like well when you're speeding society is uh is injured what? and i was like how is like, society no. how Fuck society i'm late yeah yeah so what i hit him with was uh, i was like no society can never be a victim unless an asteroid falls out of space onto it you know that's fair <laughs> and then that would be a societal crime <laughs> yeah, yeah what, yeah. what was their defense to that that society is injured yeah, they, they had this idea that if everybody was speeding, then, you know, wrecks would go up and it would just be chaos and mayhem on the highways and everything else. And I was like, but I drive five to ten miles over the posted speed limit everywhere I go. Yeah, everybody does. You know? Everybody knows that threshold. <laughs> they they calculate what is like seven miles an right. hour that you can speed through oh, the traffic yeah, yeah. cameras here without getting yeah. a ticket. Yeah. And that 
So 55 is not the speed limit then. Right. It's 62 no, it's, is the speed right, limit yeah, because yeah. that's the, and I I kind of understand what they say like when you say, well, if you're drunk driving, it should only be a crime if you hit somebody, but you're always putting somebody at at risk, but it's almost yeah. like they didn't even come at it with that they didn't even spend enough time to even go that far with it. They, right. It was just like, no, society's injured by drunk driving. Society mm-hmm. society uh uh takes takes a hit and it's just like that's just lazy <laughs> debating there yeah, at that yeah. point. Yeah, you're, you're at that point. You're only getting like an inch deep. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're not you're not even really getting down into the weeds of it. And the problem is, uh, there, nobody gets more than an inch deep. We're all headline people yeah. now. Like if you you see like the headlines that are like clickbait headlines, and people will scream, "Oh, did you see that Joe Rogan said this or so and so said?" And it's yeah. like, did you actually read the article? <laughs> well, no, but I saw a headline. Mm. Yeah, I read the headline and maybe the first paragraph. That mm-hmm. might be as yeah. far as people get into it. That's, that's, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, and so you see the news news stations and the news sites. They pack as much into the headlines in that first paragraph that they want you to hear as they mm-hmm. can. And then if you get all the way to the yeah. last paragraph, that's when you can get the truth out of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, actually, the... <laughs> It was like that that one that I was said, just gonna mention the ivermectin. Yeah, guy. that um, yeah. there was that guy that came out and said the hospitals were filled with people overdosing on ivermectin. <laughs> they had to send patients to North Dakota yeah. from yeah. Texas, yeah, and or from Oklahoma. And then at yeah. the very bottom, the last paragraph, it said the hospital refuted this and said this guy has never worked at this hospital and yeah. they don't have any ivermectin yeah, cases. He hadn't worked there in months yeah. and uh, we have no data that shows this. But it was the same the article that was like re- retweeted by like uh, Rachel Maddow and, and yeah. all these other people yeah. and it's like... And yeah, just the very closing sentence was mm-hmm. that and it's just like, we're lying to you but yeah. you, you didn't get this far. Yeah, so. exactly. It's <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so, like that, yeah, that and, test. And we did. all heard about the retraction uh, the next day. It was yeah. like headline news was mm-hmm. the retraction. It was like, oh, yeah, we, we screwed this one up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. That didn't happen at all. Right. <laughs> it's like that uh, that test you take in elementary school, you know, where you, they give it to you and then you go through it all. And at the very bottom, it says, just put your name on the top and flip it over. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> always pissed me off every damn time. <laughs> yeah. Because it yeah, says yeah. read through the whole. Yeah. The first instruction is read through the whole yep. thing first. Yep. And, and then follow the, the instructions. Yeah. Yeah, um, the, the, you get that one teacher who believes they were supposed to be a stand-up comedian in this life, and then they're going to make fun of you. That life. was my dad when I was homeschooled in fifth grade. Mm. My dad pulled that shit on me, and I, I hate him to this day. Well, you <laughs> didn't follow the instructions. Yes. <laughs> so um, I talk about the whole concept of collectivism because our favorite Dr. Fauci— I know you love Dr. Fauci. Who doesn't? Yes. I mean, he's— The, the, the short Italian man. Yes. <laughs> He came out earlier this week and said, and this is a quote from him, he says, but you are a member of society, and as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of oh, society. Benefits. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you are benefiting from us here, so you have the responsibility to society, Fauci declared, and I think yeah. each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have to, you've got to look at it and say, there comes a time when you have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decisions for the greater good of society. Yeah, not not a good person. No. You not, not a good person. Anyone who says that you've got to give up your rights for X, Y, or Z, not a good person. Yeah. Uh, no. the, these aren't nice people. These aren't your friends. They don't love you. Uh, if you were on fire, they wouldn't even piss on you to put you out. You know, so yeah, these, <laughs> just not nice people. 
No, but but we are following this guy, hook, line, and sinker, everything he says, even though he's flipped his stance many times. He's even come out and said, like when people asked him, um, so what about uh, like natural immunity after you've had COVID? What it, like, and he's just like, I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't freaking know. There's not enough evidence to say yeah. whether or not. Yeah, it's not like Israel has done an entire study on this. Right. Yeah, you know. Using <laughs> millions of people. His excuse was, we don't know the longevity of natural immunity. Well, clearly we don't know the longevity of vaccines because right. they're already coming out and saying, well, we're probably going to have to revaccinate yeah. in six months. Yeah. Or um, the yeah, next. They're, st- they're trying to stay away from that word booster. So they've yeah. they've, they've been using the word boost. He's like, yeah, you're going to have to come back and you're going to have to get a boost. Oh, oh, a bump. We're going to get a bump. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get a bump. You're yes. going to get a bump later. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah, yeah, you but, sure are. <laughs> but we're supposed to follow everything this guy says like he's yeah. Jesus Christ. Even and, though he keeps, like, changing everything every couple months. Yeah, but but that's how science works. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. Gotta, but don't question it, though. Yeah, don't question constantly it. Constantly changing. Don't question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand that's how science works. But science also is science because you question it. Exactly. And yeah. you test it. And then you prove it wrong or right. And then even after you prove it right, you test it again. And you yeah. question it some more. And yeah. you prove it. It's not just like, oh, this is science. This is this is set in stone. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not how science works. It's, no. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's science. We have a replication crisis where we can't reproduce these uh, these studies and these experiments at all. You know, right. But, you know, it's, oh, it's science. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Uh, and they haven't even actually found... Is it is it true that they haven't even actually found like COVID? They've just found like the antibod- antibodies of COVID to prove that you have COVID. Yeah, they've uh, they've isolated it in uh, situ uh, thousands of times in a petri dish and everything else. Uh, there was briefly there was some stuff going around that they've never been able to actually isolate a virus by itself. Uh, but but they have. But okay. uh, when you go to do your PCR test, yeah, they're picking up pieces and parts of the virus. Right. in your bloodstream. So okay. if you've had a coronavirus, not the coronavirus that yeah. we're all talking about, it'll pop positive. Right. Especially if they're running anything mm. more than 28 cycles. But there, there's a, there's not that many coronaviruses out there that could pop that, is there? There's not possibly like... Yeah, I mean, there's there's hundreds. Common I mean, the, the common cold is common caused cold, uh, by, a cor- by a coronavirus and rhinovirus and... Uh, MERS was a, yeah. was a coronavirus. Yeah. SARS was a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Middle Eastern Respiratory uh, Syndrome, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's MERS, and then SARS-CoV-2, South Asia Respiratory Syndrome, and yeah. everything else. So. Yeah, I mean, there's so many others out there that yeah. your body could have antibodies from fighting yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, after that statement, what do you think of this statement? We've, we've mentioned it say, several times from the great Benjamin Franklin that says, they can't give... They that can't give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Like, yeah. y- you hear quotes like that, and then you see what's going on today where they're like, oh, just give up. all your- We're just asking you to make little sacrifices. Yeah. Of, of, I yeah. mean, like Fauci even said, uh, in cases like pandemics, it- it's necessary to take those steps to give up your, right. your individual rights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's for, for the, the common good. good. Yeah. yeah, and even in the modern age, Dwight Eisenhower had a pretty good quote about that. And he goes, well, if you want safety and security, go check into a prison. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, you've that's got where a warm bed. You, you've got yeah. food. Yeah, you're held inside, so you're free. You're safe from the elements. Yeah, that's you what get, they want. You get free education. And you have a physical guard on you at all times. Yeah, yeah. You, you get free education in prison. Yeah, free, right. Free sex. Free, free television. Free, <laughs> free sex. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, you got to give a little. You got to no, give no, a little. You, get you, a little. You take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't be 
the guy that gets the boobs tattooed on his back. Okay, oh, that's, yeah. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and now I've put that image in your mind. And you're welcome for that. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew we'd get off the rails. I mean, yeah, it's inevitable. Totally. Especially if you get another podcaster as a guest. And yeah. they're good at getting off the rails themselves and we're yeah, fantastic absolutely. at it so we might as well yeah. go off the so, rails completely. you listen to my show it goes off the rails all the time <laughs> oh ours too <laughs> so eric um I, i'm curious so um when do you think the the country like went off the rails i mean do you, you feel like the the founding fathers kind of kind of had it set right and things are going okay and then all of a sudden oh. everything went to shit what's your opinion yeah when that? did it go off the rails uh i don't know 1791 uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Based on what? like? Uh, well, I mean, they were supposed to come and amend the Articles of Confederation uh, to do some things with that. And then they just decided to lock all the doors and just completely do away with it and do something else mm-hmm. instead. And that's where we got the Constitution from. So, okay. Wow. Yeah. Articles of uh, Confederation... Uh, when the, the states were just kind of loosely affiliated with each other, you needed, like, unanimous decisions in order to change mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. So basically saying, yeah, we're not changing anything. Yeah. Okay. So wow. let, let's shift a little. Let's look at the vaccine mandate. I mean, we talked a little about I mean, Jen Psaki was specifically, specifically talking about that when <laughs> she said, oh, the federal has rights over the states. Right. What do you think about this? This vaccine mandate, like besides the fact that it's completely insanely unconstitutional. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not only uh, as, could you imagine your next door neighbor coming to your house and saying, I'm going to have to poke you in the arm with something that I experimented with in my backyard. <laughs> and and you have to do this. Otherwise, you can't live in this neighborhood anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You would you would kick this person in the chest right off of your porch. Right. <laughs> I would I, mean, just, I would love to do that kick kick my neighbor <laughs> off in the chest off my porch. Yeah, so if if that's how you would treat your neighbor if they came and started raving at you with some kind of insane plot that they have to to stick you in the arm with something. It, it, it just because someone has a a suit uh, a 14-inch part in their hair and white teeth when, when they smile at you and they tell you have to do that because it's the law, you know, it doesn't it doesn't change it. So yeah, it's uh you know, it's my body, my choice. Mm-hmm. Yes, even like that. <laughs> well, when you when you look back in the early days of COVID, they were saying we got to get seventy percent vaccine rate to reach herd immunity. That I mean, they right. they screamed that a, a thousand times all over the media. Yeah. 70%. And then they shifted to the goalpost. Yes, several that, times exactly that. Um, yeah. When when Biden came out and announced these OSHA mandated vaccine mandates. Um, he specifically said, he's like, we're sitting at like 80 to 85% va- fully vaccinated, but we got the stink minority. Remember he called it mm-hmm. a, it's the stink minority that um, are refusing this. How did we get from 70 to 85%? Yeah. And like, obviously he's shooting for 100%. Right. Across yeah. the board. That's that's the only way we get through this is 100% vaccinated. Um, across the world is what I, I read somebody was yeah, saying was- yesterday still laboring under the delusion that you're going to wipe out a virus right, right. yeah it's, it's never going to be done no it's no. with us we we will catch it every single year mm-hmm. whichever new mutated version of it is that, right. the, that there is i mean we haven't been able to eliminate the common cold or you know, the we've got, common flu or things yeah. that we actually have been vaccinating right. for for decades now we still haven't eradicated the flu and we still got to go back every year yeah, to get our flu even shots. smallpox is still in the world in some pockets yeah so 
Yeah, and the the unvaccinated are what's going to bring those back to America. Yeah, right. So, of course, obviously. And measles and and all that stuff. You always hear those scares every mm-hmm. couple of, before COVID, pre COVID. Yeah. Y'all heard? Well, measles is making a a surging comeback because of the unvaccinated and all this well, stuff. It's, it's that, and the people who are vaccinated against measles uh, no longer have that protection because it's been decades since they got that shot. So, right? Um, that's not scientific, there, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> You're questioning the science. Oh, too much, too much thinky pain there, citizen. Yes, mm-hmm. it's just freaking like squishing my brain to to actually process all this stuff. It's just like a vice is on my head, and it's just like compacting my brain, just trying to process everything they say. In my opinion, and I'm sure this is your opinion, this is all just a fucking power grab. That, that's all it ever is. Yeah. Uh, does, Democrats, Republicans, it doesn't matter. They want power, and that's all yeah. they want. And, it's and not that's a, all they get. It, the whole process of COVID, you've seen, like, the power-hungry people out there. It's not even just, like, the president or Congress. Oh, yeah. Or you saw, like, Gavin Newsom, how he, he came out in the early days, and he was like, we don't expect the common people to understand the science. So mm. we have to think for you is pretty much what he said. Yeah. And how little they think of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he got re a recall vote because of his power grab, which mm-hmm. for some reason he got more votes right on his re-election. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how voting works, I guess. So yeah, it's um, California. But then, it's kind of like whose line is it anyway? The points are just made up. <laughs> yeah, <so>. exactly. <laughs> then you got um, even like local judges that are going in on this power grab because this is the second time in the headlines that this has happened in new york city but just recently this week a new york city judge prevents a long island father from visiting his three-year-old daughter in manhattan during a custody dispute unless he gets the covid vaccine or has weekly tests what do you think of that do you have kids yes i have two kids that i adopted out of foster care so I, i've saved a couple of kids from the state so, so you saved them from the these non-vaccine vaccinated yeah. fathers is that what it was <laughs> no i mean just from the clutches of the state you know yes. it's like uh i gotta get them away from those not monsters teach them teach them the right thing so that they 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 don't fall prey to the to the state later but uh yeah there's there's no authority derived anywhere even in the new york state constitution uh to 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 bar a person from not seeing their kids because they've refused to take part in a medical experiment. Right. Do you want to hear the judge's quote on this? Uh, Sure. Enrage me. (laughs) The judge says, here in person, parental access by defendant is not in the child's best interest, and there are exceptional circumstances that support its suspension, wrote Mm -hmm. the judge, Judge Cooper, who is presiding over the pair's divorce and custody dispute. He goes on to say the dangers of voluntarily remaining unvaccinated during access with a child while the COVID-19 virus remains a threat to children's health and safety cannot be understated. That was his ruling. Mm. How old is the child in question? Um, let me scroll back up. Long Island father, a three-year-old daughter. Three-year-old? Yes. Okay. So the infection fatality rate for COVID-19 for children under the age of 10 is 0.002%. That sounds pretty serious. <laughs> the most serious, right? Yes. It's yeah. otherwise known as a statistical zero. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning it's very rare if they do get infected and rarer still that they die from it. Right. But he is putting her as such a serious threat that this judge thinks that it is necessary that he suspend this parent's right to access to his child 
right. because it's in the child's best yeah. interest, is what that's, he says. That's the that's yeah, the because science. The, these monsters are under the assumption that the infection fatality rate for all age groups is like thirty to fifty percent. Yeah, it is though, right? I mean, no, 03 percent across oh. all age groups. Oh, yeah. I thought point three yeah. was thirty so percent. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So if I handed you a lottery ticket and I said I've I've crunched the numbers, I, I've built a computer model, and these numbers are ninety nine point seven percent likely to hit the jackpot. And all I'm asking is 500 bucks. You would give me that $500 in a heartbeat. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, this is, but this is all, obviously, this judge has gone on a complete power trip. Like, oh, yeah. is he serving yeah. the best interest of those people that he's no. over, he's presiding right. over? No. He's, he's not, like, he says, uh, uh, in the best interest of this child, I'm going to rip him from having any contact with his father you think that's actually the best interest you think the kid is like thank you your honor well, for yeah, not that, putting me in danger he he wears a black dress obviously he knows more than you <laughs> obviously <laughs> obviously an example minor example of a power grab the other one wasn't it in chicago yeah yeah it was a mom and that got overturned like immediately like within like three days once, it was like hey this yeah. got overturned once public you know opinion got out there the judge is like yeah. my bad my bad well, it's like, oops, we didn't really mean to do that. Put down your torches and pitchforks, please. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. He realized, oh, I'm up for re-election. I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and people are pissed <laughs> off. Yeah, I mean, what I, I asked what if you had children because my question is, what would your response be to that? Uh, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to go see my kids. I don't really care. Yeah. Send, send a cop. <laughs> yeah, right? I yeah. mean, uh, how how far do we have to go to to challenge this like how far would you go i guess like if the cops did show up how far do you go do you show up oh, with yeah carrion or see that this is the reason why everyone needs friends in real life and not just uh, on twitter uh, <laughs> yeah because you know a judge like that they do have a home address mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> so you know I'm just, I'll, I'll leave that right there <laughs> <laughs> right come, come and take it is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean those are the things that I said, when the Chicago thing came yeah. out, I said, you threaten my kids, you threaten to get take my kids for yeah. a power trip like this, we find out real quick how much brass people are st are stocking up. Right. Right. Like, there are things you can do to me that, I, I mean, I'm going to push back against, but it's not going to make me flash red, like right. threatening right. to not give me access to my kid because of something so, such bullshit as, yeah. hey, this vaccine mandate. Yeah. I I would lose my goddamn mind is oh, what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh the, as far back as I can remember, government has been playing this game where they like to poke you in the chest just to see how much you'll take. No. You know, they're, they're kind of like that bully on the yard. He's like, "Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Take a swing. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Do it." Yeah. You know, people don't understand that. Like in the early days, we when we start we started the show last year right at the start of the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. That's what we introduced ourselves to podcasting in was yeah. that the atmosphere and we had said that and it's just like you give a little they're yeah. just going to take a little more right and then yeah. you give a little more in the name of safety in the name of security in the name of a twelve hundred dollar stack check yeah they just they they'll dangle another carrot yep. you'll take that carrot too and everybody's like well this would be my line if they cross this line that would be it it's just like no mm. it wouldn't you want it that wouldn't be your line because you proved for a fact yeah that you would roll over 
three months ago or right. however many yeah. months ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can just take a look at smokers. They, they keep increasing the taxes on cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other day I was just like kind of curious. I was like looking at it, a pack of cigarettes. And down here in Louisiana, it was like $8 for a pack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I remember those when those were $1.25. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, they keep going out and buying them. Um, just like when taxes go up, even though Joe Biden says he's going to increase people 400000 or lower, he's not going to raise their taxes at all. When taxes go up, yeah, people are going to be like, look at that. That's bullshit. I'm not paying that. Yeah, they're, they're going to turn around and pay them. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They'll roll over. Yeah. And the people that do make the $400,000 or more tend to own businesses. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, you might get a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bag of uh, crunchy potato chips that you used to get, but that falls by back the on the guy who makes four hundred thousand dollars a year because he's trying to maintain a profit margin. Yeah, that, there you go again, talking about profits. All you care about is profits. I mean, you I know, don't, I know. You don't selfish care, bastard. You don't care about the good of humanity. You just care about your damn right. libertarian profits. That's why you're just a Republican that wants to smoke weed. Yeah, just a Republican who can smoke weed and a Democrat that can balance a checkbook. Mm-hmm. How dare you! Right. So looking then at this three trillion dollar, three and a half trillion dollar bill, I guess. Um, a zero dollar. Remember, it's going to cost yeah. us nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. This zero dollar, <laughs> three trillion dollar bill. When they say things like, oh, it's because of uh, we want to give you family leave or uh, free pre-K through kindergarten or free yeah. college. Uh, you, you want all these good things, right? And when they when they talk about the value of a child and how we got to give you this child tax credit and stuff, and then you turn around and look and they're trying to rip the children from their parents' hands mm-hmm. because they're not getting this vaccine, it makes you ask yourself, how much do they actually fucking care about your child? Right. The answer is not no. at all. Yeah. They don't. No. They just they, want to be just look at the mommy and daddy. Public school system. I yeah. mean, that right there is a, a perfect picture of how they don't care about your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, look at look at the kind of stuff they teach in public school. Look how <laughs> well managed that is. Yeah. And now they want to extend that into junior college and they want to extend it into they want to indoctrinate your children at a young even younger age yeah. from four to five year old now not we don't want to start them at six yeah. because we learned that they're not I quite, you got to get them in head start yes yeah. we learned they're not as malleable once they turn six so let's yeah. start them at it, four it want your kids from four to 20 now mm-hmm. yeah when, during the prime of their their malleable squishy yeah. brains yeah so the funny thing is they always come out when you push back against this three and a half trillion dollars which is obviously for the good of the people and the good of the collective of course they come back and say these things like well you don't want this child tax credit that pulled so many people out of unemployment oh you don't want free college oh you don't want all they say like four they have four talking points in reality they have a like thousand page bill yeah and you're they're, you're but telling Pelosi said you got to pass the bill so we can see what's in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Famous last words. Yes, <laughs> yes. And we we had talked um, a few weeks ago. We're like, if you're passing any bill, it should be required that you read the entire bill and do like an oral presentation on what <laughs> exactly. was in that bill. Because if you don't know what's yeah. in that bill, you should not be putting your fucking name on this to begin yeah, with. Yeah, if you're if you're wheeling the bill in paper format to the house mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on a on a hand truck 
with uh, with uh, nylon straps to keep all of the pages in order. <laughs> we got a <laughs> you know? we got a problem here. Yeah, there's uh, there, there's a little bit of a problem. There's a little bit too much K Street lobbyists yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that had their hands on it. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, do they really have our best interest at hand when it's a thousand thousands of pages of bill? Like they can't get our interest in like mm, a readable yeah. amount of pages. Yeah. No, we. Yeah, know. that's why I like uh, Thomas Massey. Whenever he uh, every year that he introduces the uh, the repeal of the Department of Education, it's all it's like less than one sentence. It should be. <laughs> that's yeah. what it should be. Like, yeah. just state your business, and we'll be done with it. Yeah. We don't need all right. this other shit. And um, it goes back and forth. And it's it's not a one-sided thing. It's not, not just Nancy Pelosi because I I, no. I was starting to say I I knew I had a train of thought there and I lost it for a second. Mm-hmm. But there we go back to trains. Mm-hmm. My bad. I haven't heard yeah. your train in like an hour and a half. So <laughs> right. maybe we're due for one. Um, they come at it with like a four trillion dollar bill, and it's kind of like the new normal. How they take everything and then they're like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give it all back to you," and it's not quite what it was before. Because it's this new normal. That's how they take your liberties yeah. away. They take them all away, and they give a little bit back. And in reality, they took mm-hmm. quite a bit away, and you just didn't realize it. But in these bills, they'll come at it with like a $5 trillion bill. And then the Republicans will be like, bullshit, we ain't signed no $5 trillion bill. That's insane. So they right. compromise with like a $2.5 trillion bill. And we, they present it like Republicans won in this. It's like, no, we just, yeah. we just increased no. the federal deficit by $2.5 no. trillion. Dollars. Yeah. And that's exactly what Michael Malice means by saying conservatives are progressives driving the speed limit. Mm, right. <laughs> that's that's, that's the best so, way I've ever heard that. Or, or seven <laughs> miles over the speed limit. Yeah. And it, all, all it is, this going back and forth in Congress, is just the other side wanting to get their cut in the bill, yeah. too. That's yeah. the only reason they repeal it. Yeah, they're or, just making sure that the lobbyists that visited their office and gave them a nice mm-hmm. lobster uh, lunch, you know, for $400 mm-hmm. a plate or whatever. Uh, they just want to make sure that, you know, they get taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's it. I mean, there there's lobbyists on both sides. I, I feel like... And if he's a good lobbyist, he visits all the offices. Yeah. Right. And, regardless of the letter after the name. <laughs> yes, exactly. He... <laughs> Whoever whoever invites him in, that's that's the lobbyist he's going for, and right. um, then he's the winner. And so when I guess then when they come at you with this three and a half trillion, and they're like, "Well, you don't care about uh, equality and uh, free college and stuff like that." Yeah, what yeah. do you what do you say to that? Yeah, that's that's why they name them uh, stupid names like the, the Build Back Better, because who would be against building back and better? Right. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the Patriot Act. You're a patriot, right? Yeah. Which now we, we talked about the negative con- connotations of being a patriot. So now they're probably looking back and like, shit, we should have named mm-hmm. that. We should rename that really fast because yeah. uh, people probably think this is racist. So Yeah. Yeah. We want a Department of Homeland Security because you want the Homeland Secure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You don't yeah. want it unsecure. Unsecure would be bad. No, and they they throw in a couple of little paragraphs here for our benefits, supposedly for our benefits, so they can say, right. oh, you you like these things. And the funny thing is, and I think I talked about this last week, is those things that they hold out to you and say, oh, you want these things? Those are clearly the lowest priority to them because they are threatening to axe those from the bill. Right. Those are the right. thing, the first things that are willing to axe from their bill. Oh, um, if we have to cut back this bill, then we're not going to have as much money for social programs. We're not going to have as much money for social security. So those are the things that they're willing to axe, right. not the, not the freaking alphabet agencies that are spending billions of dollars to, right, hunt down terrorists in the wrong countries. Hundred thousand dollars salaries. Yeah. 
So when when they try to present it as, hey, we're doing this for you because of this, they're really threatening you with that and saying, hey, we're going to get rid of yeah. this if you don't vote for us. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana, we had the last state to have 18 as the age of uh, drinking, right? Mm -hmm. So they said, well, you're going to have to raise that age uh, for uh, for alcohol to 21. Otherwise, we're going to withhold highway funds. Oh, yeah. I believe so, it. <laughs> So let's let your highways go to shit so you conform to what we say. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that federal law. But it's for your benefit, obviously. Yeah. Right. It's Yeah, because you can't have 18-year-olds out there acting like they're adults, even though yeah. that uh, you know our culture says when you turn 18, you're an adult. Right. And right. we can send you off to war and get right. killed. Yes. But you right. can't drink. But, you, but after you get PTSD, you can't drink. Yeah. You can't drink that pain away of almost yeah. getting you can, killed. You can own a rifle, but a pistol. Yes. I mean, that makes sense, obviously. Yeah. obviously. I mean, logic says, for the good of society, you can't carry a smaller gun that with a lower caliber, but you can carry a high-caliber rifle with armor-piercing rounds. That's fine. Right. That's clearly yeah. fine. <laughs> you can smoke a cigarette, but you can't drink a beer. Well, right. here in Iowa, the age limit of cigarettes went up to 21. Yeah, yeah. That, that went up to 21 as well. It used to, it used to be great the day mm -hmm. that you could, you know, as a 16-year-old who is, you know, shaving since the seventh grade, you can walk in and mm -hmm. get a pack of cigarettes and nobody would think twice about it. <laughs> Where I grew up, it was 16 you could smoke, but you couldn't buy, and you nobody could buy it for you, so technically you couldn't smoke. But 18 yeah. was the age you could buy, and now what is it? Is it federally across the board now is 21? Yeah, I think for the most part it's all went up to 21, which is stupid. Because yeah. as you know, federal law supersedes yeah. state law. Yeah. Well, if they're going to keep increasing the age of everything, let's just make the uh, the age to vote like 35. <laughs> it should then... be. I mean, you can't vote until you can legally run for president. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, right. That's what it should be. Like, if you can't run for the office and un understand enough to run for it, you shouldn't be allowed to vote for it. I, I yeah. Mean, put, it, put, all, put all the classic uh, stipulations on there. It's like you can't vote unless you own land. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. There you go. Perfect. I love it. Um, so what do you think of all this, this storm of crises that's going on right now? Do you think this is uh, the results of just massive government incompetency or do you think there's actually maybe an agenda driven here to shift us shift the entire structure of our country towards something else or both well i mean i, I you know what i don't have my uh, monograms tinfoil hat so i guess i'm just gonna have to leave that alone for right now as far as uh, it being you know pre-planned and everything else uh i mean there might be a little bit something to that it's like look look how bad these greenhouse gases are we've got all these ships hanging out in the in the sea waiting to waiting to dock mm -hmm. and then we got all these trucks trying to come you know in the state of california you can't be an owner operator to go pick up the goods off of long beach you have to be a union truck in order to do that really hmm. yes <laughs> so and they're there's, there's shooting themselves in the foot you know right. you can't long, long beach the 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 pier in long beach you can't run 24 hours a day because there's of the government rules against it yeah because of the unions mm -hmm. and you can't have an owner operator with the truck that's you know older than three years yeah so right. come get it that's because crazy. of you know uh emissions, emissions. yeah oh okay so do you think so then are you leaning more towards like policy like incompetency then it, it's just the one hand not knowing what the other hand is doing they all make all of these silly stupid little rules that just get in the way and uh, you know i was even seeing one of these uh goofy blue check uh i believe she was a republican saying that uh, yeah the port's got to open 
and uh, we gotta we gotta get the government in there to make sure that they're running the port. And it was like, no, just the government caused all this. Yeah. Just get out of the yeah. way. It's like, you know what the? Do you know what the solution is to government mismanagement? Throw more government at it. Yeah. Throw, more, task throw more government we and money a task at something. Force. <laughs> yes. Throw money at it. Throw a regulation, as you said. Throw a task force at it. Yeah. Maybe a task force yeah. to run that task force. Right. And then task we'll solve this problem. And both, of task, and both task forces are uh, run by a committee yeah. of uh, select people in yeah. the industry, right? Well, first yeah. they got to... <laughs> that are on break right now. First they have to have a committee to study what this task force w responsibility would right. be. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it goes back. It's just like... And we joke, and I'm pretty sure we can actually go find examples of that. Very oh, I, yes. I'm absolutely so, positive. Of we joke, but inside we're crying. But, <laughs> yeah. like, for example, we see it with the debt ceiling. It's like their their solution to solving the debt crisis is throw more debt at it. So the solution to government mismanagement is throw more government at it. And the people yeah, that, that didn't work, let's do, it, let's do it more. Yes, it'll be more efficient if we throw more people at it right. of the same people. And you get so many people, like public figures like you said, blue checks, or even just the general public, public that are like, we got to reg. This is the reason we got to regulate this shit. And it's like, yeah. Do you realize how As much regulation regulated are, already? Yeah, you know? How much regulation there already is yeah. here, and it's so poorly mismanaged. So, I guess it looks to me like we're on a collision course with this like perfect storm of all these crises that are going on that the government's just clearly yep. ignoring. Is it wrong to just kind of want it to crash? <laughs> no, I mean, there's something to be said for the, you know, the accelerationist or the collapsitarian argument. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, look, the only way it's going to get better is by ripping the Band-Aid off. You right. just let it collapse and people will figure out how to build it up from there and take over. Uh, it's like everyone decrying. It's like when an airline starts getting in financial trouble, you know, the right answer is to let it be sold to another company that can manage it better. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, "Oh well, we gotta you know throw billions of dollars at this company to keep them afloat." No, immediately, it's like obviously, yeah. no, that's not the right. In answer. corporations like that, when there's a slight sign, or like look at a sports team for example, there's a slight sign, like you have a bad season. It's not like, hey, let's. Well, I'll, some some teams are like, well, let's just uh, spend millions more dollars to get better players. But some teams immediately are like. Fire the manager, bring in new management. Or the same with corporations. It's like once they start to take a little bit of dip, it's like you see a little bit of mismanagement, fire that CEO and get some new management in here because we need we need something different here. This clearly yeah. isn't working. But that's, that's not how the government works. It's like, you know, this isn't working right, so let's just keep doing the exact same thing, just more. Yeah. More of the exact same thing. That, I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. So to me... Like, they talk about the fiscal cliff since the 2008 shit. Yeah. Um, that, to me, is saying, hey, eventually we're going to fall off this fiscal cliff. Let's keep throwing more money at it so that cliff keeps getting higher and higher and mm -hmm. higher. So when we do fall, we fall even harder. It'll definitely right. break you. It makes so much sense, in my opinion. So yeah. it, it, I, I guess, in a way, I, I do feel that let's just let it crash now before it gets yeah, completely out of hand. Yeah, just let, just let it go, and uh, you know, people will be around to pick up the pieces and, and right. fix it. And sure, is it going to suck? Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah. It's it's not going to be a fun time for everybody involved, but well, in the long run, it would actually be better. Well, 
people like live on convenience and yes it's going to be extremely inconvenient and that alone scares enough people like like i was talking about the supply lines and stuff the the biggest fear that they're throwing out there is the fear of christmas being like kind of put on hold and it's like that's that's just a convenience thing who gives a shit yeah about christmas but you know there's all kinds of people out there like oh my god i'm not gonna get my playstation things better get better or i'm not gonna be able to get junior his his jordans yeah Yeah. do you know how broke and destitute people uh celebrate christmas you know they just kind of get together and they celebrate christmas yeah (laughs) without all the shit yeah but again we've just grown so convenient with things and that's like like when facebook like locked up last week everybody lost their minds because oh facebook's down the convenience you know, what do of, i do yeah wh- what do i do now while i'm taking a shit or whatever you know <laughs> um, but yeah i i definitely see some value do you see value in just letting the whole thing crash oh yeah i mean i you know again i i believe the market is a natural thing you know it flows it's got its its ebbs and flows and it, up valleys and and mountaintops whatever and and the fact that it, we've artificially inflated it and have artificially kept it going so it there were no dips so everybody like you said is comfortable and has convenience mm-hmm. it, it just is going to make it a harder fall yes yeah i agree i've heard several guests on your show i listened to a part bits and pieces of your show I've heard several guests talking about this concept of a peaceful separation. Yes. What are National your thoughts? Divorce. On what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I'm of the mind that uh, Hans Hermann Hoppe is correct. There needs to be 10,000 Liechtensteins mm-hmm. that cover the landmass known as North America. Mm-hmm. So just get everything so decentralized and down to the smallest level that you can possibly get. And with all of them acting with cooperatively with each other would be much better than one top-down command and control style thing mm-hmm. where you got one city in charge of 350 million people it's just it's, it it's not working it's not it's yeah it's it 240 years and uh you know the age of empires usually is about 250 years so you yeah. got to imagine we're we're due you know yeah yeah we had a good run come on we had a <laughs> <Yes>. good run <laughs> would you ever the think- fishing was fine for yes. a long time. Yes. You can go out there and catch a good fish. And now they tax that, too. So Yeah. Um, and the rod license. and the reel. And <laughs> yeah. Would you ever have thought that you were on of the same mindset as Sarah Silverman? Yeah, that was one of the big surprises. And she was just kind of like talking it out. She was she had that thought in her head. And then she was even talking it out. It just She was just like... Yeah, you know, if the relationship isn't working, let's just break up. And, I got the uh, clip know, right here. I got it right here. So yeah. I know you've heard it. I know Bill's heard it, but some people might not have heard it, so I'm going to play it real quick. Yeah. I mean, this may be a negative thought, but or maybe a positive one. I don't know. But if people aren't getting along, uh, like in relationship, they break up, you know? So, like, why don't we just finally... First of all, you got to get around get around the fact that she's like what fifty five years old and she's still talking like a sixteen year old. I was gonna say I, I, I'm thinking of that. What's her? Who was she in uh, Wreck It Ralph? Princess Pixie Stick or something oh, like yeah, that. Someone, That's who I'm thinking yeah, of yeah. as she's talking. Yeah, she literally <laughs> talks like a 1980s sixteen year old, and it's really hard to get past that. But when you do, she she actually makes a little bit of sense here. So I'll yeah. keep going. Just realize that this these states aren't working and like divide up into like two or three countries of like usa one and usa two (laughs) 
What about three? You said three yeah, countries. Yeah, and they can yeah. be USA Fuck one. The other one. Like the conservatives can be USA one because they love being number one and <laughs> it means something to them. And I'd love to have that be theirs. They can be USA one, we'll be USA two, and we'll be allies. Oh, yeah. And you'll come over here and we'll go over there. And, you, you, you know, when you come it. to certain, many times when you go to a different country, you have to get a vaccine. Oh, uh, yeah, I got to work in the vaccine thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, sure. That's that. That's that. That's her solution. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I mean, like well, I said, I mean, there, there's some wrong. sense in there. No, yeah, no, there's definitely some yeah, sense in there. Absolutely. But I mean, and, and you kind of heard the way she was talking. It was almost like this thought just kind of popped up into my head. Let me voice mm, it out. Maybe yeah. uh, let me talk myself through this. Yeah. I mean, just make it sound logical when I say it out loud. Yeah. Maybe if more people would not just speak the talking points of their chosen political side and actually just talked through logic thought if they have logic if they still are capable of log logic thought yeah. maybe some sense like this would through all the bullshit you'd find a little nugget of sense <laughs> in some of the things they're saying yeah and i get i guess my question is would it be po is it possible is it a doable thing for like she's talking about just split between Republican nation and a Democrat nation. You're saying, right. let's just split into a bunch of individuals who like yeah. no nation, basically just a bunch of states. Yeah. I mean, it would just be down to like the, the almost very local localist of levels. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you're maybe talking about 10, 15,000 people per country. You know, if, if you had to put it in those words, because then, you know, your, your local council is like what, you know, 10 people, and then uh, they've got to answer a 1,000 people, and you know where that guy lives. Mm -hmm. You can come right. over to his house if you got a problem, you know? <laughs> I guess there's the age-old question of how do you keep the other states from attacking your state and taking over your state? You like, don't. without that federal government that, as we know, supersedes, right. how do we keep, without them regulating, how do you keep, like, the state, the country of Iowa from attacking the country of Illinois? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, where... Goods and services don't cross borders. Armies do, so you mm. would have to keep trade open. You yeah, know, that, that's that's the that's the peacemaker right there. Yeah. Mm. As long as uh, jobs and you know goods and services are going across borders, then you can pretty much assure that uh, you're not going to have to have boots and rifles going over there. So, do you do you think the individual states or whatever we're calling them the the smaller because there's going to be some kind of over-encompassing body. Everybody forms some sort of government rule. Yeah, hierarchies are naturally going to take place. I mean, that's just going to happen. Do you think they do uh, better than the federal government does now? Well, they, I mean, they would have to. It would just be so small. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like when I'm going out and about in my little small town, I occasionally run into, like, the city councilor. Mm-hmm. And you know, and he was the, and he was like, yeah, you, you've had some interesting signs up in in front of your house, you know, because I've had like you know taxation is theft and, uh, you know, uh, you know don't hurt people, don't take their stuff type stuff. And yeah. he, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I kind of understand it. I was like, I just I've never seen those kind of signs before. So it was like, oh yeah, 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 no, that's uh, that's just me, you know. Yeah. And he was like, well, I mean, do you think we're doing a good job? And I was like, well. You're not doing a bad job. If you were doing a bad job, I know where you live. Yeah. And he kind of he kind of <laughs> laughed for a second, and he was like, "Oh yeah." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> that, that's how this is supposed to be. Done. I will let you know if you're doing a bad job. The right. fact that you haven't heard from me means you're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and like you don't see that even at the local level. 
I mean, you shit, take a look in New York City. I mean, how many people are against all this shit that's coming down in New York City and they just roll over on it? They oh, just yeah. well, just about, allow yeah, it to happen. All the poor people that live in, in northern New York, they have to live with all that shit. Right. <laughs> that have to... Yeah. And, or the the rural people in Illinois that right. have to yeah. follow the, the guidance of the Chicago governors and the, the mm-hmm. politicians that come out of Chicago and, and all those regulations and yeah. shit. It's just like... People have just learned to just roll over, mm-hmm. and you see it in the yeah. big cities, the big communities, more than anywhere. It, it's smaller places like this that we're like, fuck that, we ain't gonna deal with that. Yeah. But then you get those big cities where, I mean, they just put up with it, and these are elected officials too, right. and they just put up with it and keep putting them back in office. Yeah, well, I mean, as far as New Yorkers go, they do roll over to the U-Haul place, and then they move out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's your option is get the hell out of there. Move to yeah. I mean move to a place that's the one beauty of this country is there are states that are a little bit better than your state yeah. typically. Yeah. If you don't like it, you do at the moment have the opportunity to move to another state. And you get states like New York that proposed I think California even tried to put in place like for the next five years after you move out of their state, they still can pull withdraw yeah. income tax from you. And that's insane. Shit like yeah, that. and that's that's even based on the U.S. Uh, tax law. Really? So if you yeah, if you become an uh, decide to renounce your U.S. citizenship and go move somewhere else, well, you're going to pay an exit tax. Mm-hmm. An exit. Yeah, you're not getting away free. So damn alimony. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's the cost of divorce. Right. I mean, Sarah Silverman was talking about hey. If if you don't like your spouse, why right. stick around? And it makes me wonder. I mean, why why are we staying? What are we staying all together for at this point? Because because clearly we all don't see like none of us see eye to eye anymore. Like yeah, literally the English language has adapted so much on the two sides that we are completely speaking a different language, even yeah. though we're speaking yeah, talking English. past each other. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like they 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 did studies. I can't. I don't remember if it was. Pew Research or, or who it was, but somebody did some kind of studies where, like, the English language of the far right and the far left is, like, only 70% in common with each other now. We are completely speaking a completely different language. And so right. the question is, why are we staying together? Are we just that abused spouse that keeps coming back and saying, oh, he didn't mean it. Um, oh, he's he's changed. He's changed. He he, he promised he, he wouldn't yeah, do it he's again. He's not drinking. He's, he's not going to smack me anymore. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh um, it was kind of my fault. I backed him into a corner, and then um, <laughs> yeah. then he tripped into me, and I fell into a doorknob. And yeah. so it, it's that's, that's basically kind of what people that still prop this system up, that's what they are, that still believe – that the government has your best interest at hand. That, right. That's what they are, is that abused spouse that that hasn't really come to terms with the fact yeah. that, hey, you're living in a shitty situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, even if we split up into, like, four or five different countries, that would still be a drastic improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you might even avoid that economic system collapse. Right. If you do it that way. So, so what's keeping us from doing it? Well, that's just it. Everyone, as soon as you say stuff like that, it's like neo Confederate. You want slaves again? Like, (laughs) yes, that's it. That's what. That's what I'm talking about. You heard everything I was saying. Clearly, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) You listened to everything. Would the federal government allow this? No, fuck no. No, of course not. No, I mean they didn't even allow it the first time. Yeah, I was say. (laughs) Well, isn't it in the Constitution that you can't break away from the United States? 
No, that's not anywhere in there. No. In fact, it, it, in fact, it was sold to the uh, the states. At, the, yeah, if any time that we're not living up to our end of the deal, you can you can yeah. pull out. Pisaki would tell otherwise though. Yeah, 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 yeah. She'd be like, uh, no, it definitely yeah. says that everybody knows it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln sure thought that he had to keep it together. It, it didn't yeah. matter if he had to kill seven hundred and fifty thousand of his own citizens to do it. So right? I so. guess what was the legal basis for the the heroic Abraham Lincoln? For obviously, he just wanted to free the slaves. Yeah, so, I mean, he didn't even free the slaves in the north, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he came out with a proclamation uh, uh, to to free the slaves in the south of a country that he wasn't even in charge of at the time, you know, because yeah. you can do that, right? Right. <laughs> so, like, he basically declared, hey, this is illegal for you to break away and we're going to go to war over this. So, right. I mean, how does that even happen then if you have a <laughs> so much more powerful federal government now than Abraham Lincoln could have even dreamed of? How do you how do how do you even do that? How does that even happen? Is yeah. it even po- I guess that comes back to is it even possible? Uh, I would say it's possible, but everyone would have to stay vigilant and on guard because mm-hmm. the leftists can't leave you alone. Right, they, they just can't. Right, they, they got to come after you. Yeah, yeah. And I've even I've even heard that from goofy leftist uh, progressive types. I was like, well, yeah, even if you guys split, you know, we're gonna have to come over there and tax you and then. Take bring you back resources. into the fold. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, because who's who's going to have the more successful society here? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. So yeah. they're going to see it's all but about. But it's not real socialism if they do it wrong. So <laughs> right. obviously. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess um, we're about out of time for this episode. Um, we tend to go longer than we're supposed to. So we've we've done that already. Uh, do you got any final thoughts on all of this? Especially, specifically regarding how much the government loves you and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, the government doesn't love you. Academia that backs up the government doesn't love you. The media that covers, the, covers up for them and makes excuses for them and apologizes for them, they don't love you either. Uh, they are your enemies. Start acting like it. That's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, stop rolling over to them because yeah. stop, stop being that abused spouse that's like, oh, it'll be different this time. If we just yes. give them a little more money and yeah. a little more time and we get the right person in office, yeah. we can we can improve this. No, it, it, yeah. it's not S- going stop anywhere. Stop rolling over. Right. So Yeah, and I have never known a group of thieves, liars, murderers, rapists, and uh, pedophiles to ever be good people and to tell you the truth on anything, mm-hmm. so probably don't don't believe them. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough. I like those final thoughts. All right, Eric, tell us uh, where we can find out more information about you, about your show, how people can uh, listen to your show. All right, well, if you go head on over to at RWAC Podcast on Twitter, I have my uh, coin tree up there that's got links to uh, the, the show, the YouTube channel, Odyssey, uh, my float, uh, and everything else. That's how you can keep up with me. Uh, I still do have the website, the rebel with a cause podcast.com. If you want to check out what I got up there, I got like old episodes. And of course my merch table, if you want to buy t-shirts, coffee mugs and that type of stuff with a little bit of Liberty message on it, you can get it there too. So perfect. Definitely check all that shit out. I will post all those links in the show notes because I'm sure you probably already forgot because I already forgot it all. Um, (laughs) It'll all be in the show notes when this is released as an actual podcast episode on Wednesday. So check out Eric. Check out his podcast. Support him. I mean, he's he's talking about all the same shit we're talking about and more so. So we wanted to get somebody on because we run our mouths constantly for hours on end each week. And we wanted to get somebody on who could not necessarily back us up, but maybe be a different voice in all this. And yeah. 
an even mm-hmm. bigger loudmouth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, thanks again for coming on, Eric. Yep. It's it Good was a pleasure. On, um, I've been. Oh yeah, yeah. Have it was fun. For a while. We got to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, we're gonna get out of here. Make sure you check us out all over social media at Break the Bell Pod. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, all those things. All the good places. All the good places. We used to be on Parlor, but that don't exist anymore. So check us out. Uh, share the shit around. Um, share around Eric's stuff with Rebel with a Cause podcast. Make sure you check that shit out because it's good stuff. So um, thanks again, Eric, for coming on. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Have Bye, a good Eric. week. All right. You too. All right. Thanks. Bye. The Break Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.